A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D., the dead pull hitter, coming at you with another podcast here with Mr. Todd Whitestone from spstreamer.com. Todd produces a weekly article for free on spstreamer.com that recaps the player movement in the NFBC main event, shows some overall standings, highlights some categories at um, the 80th percentile tracking um, that's pretty popular to um, look at in the NFBC. So um, really check it out if you haven't yet. Really helpful. Trickles down from the NFBC main event, but you can really help you in a multitude of different leagues. And we have on a special guest, Mr. Zach Waxman of the Draft Champions podcast, comes on to talk to us, highlighting some of the NFBC movement on the weekend. Zach also gives us some insight into his process. Um... For the week, he is on over 100 leagues, so he describes how he sets lineups, how he fabs, um, and how he tries to keep everything as limited amount of hecticness as he can. Um, yeah, Zach won the overall last year in the online auction league for the NFC, which is over 550 participants. So, um, really sharp player, um, has a lot of good insight. Um, and he lent some good knowledge into um, the player pool for the weekend and overall the environment of fantasy baseball for the season. So I uh, hope you guys like this episode. All right, folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob D, the dead pull hitter. I'm here with my man, Mr. Todd Whitestone, going through the NFBC player movement from the main event. We have a special guest tonight. His name is Mr. Zach Waxman. Um, you could find him on the Twitterverse harassing everybody no he's uh he's a nice guy but um he is the host <laughs> of the draft champion podcast and um his cohorts of henchmen over there that um if anyone's not listening they should listen in not only you get great baseball advice but it's a spectacular show it's like almost like a circus i i like it's like a a fantasy baseball show at a circus and it's phenomenal <laughs> because it's um Bright lights, baby. So, Zach, how are you tonight, man? Thanks. <laughs> thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for the intro. Yeah. Hey, what's, what's, what's up, Rob? Good to see you. Good to see you, Todd. Like I said, uh, yeah. I haven't seen, haven't seen you since Vegas, Todd, but it was good to meet you there. And Rob, of course, we talk all the time. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Um, I always like talking fantasy baseball with you, um, and I think it's fun. I wanted to uh, eventually get into talking about your process because one of the things that I always wonder pretty much as I'm making my lineups, I'm usually asking myself, how is Zach making all these lineups? And <laughs> and how is Rob Cramutola? Because I think he's also another guy with tons of teams. Every time I feel overwhelmed, I ask myself, how the hell do these guys do it? Jimmy G, you can't leave him out. 
Oh, and Jimmy G. That's right. He's yep, got. Jimmy. He might. He might have both of us beat. To be honest. Interesting. That would be like a cool show. Like just maybe have you three guys filmed and just see like <laughs> what you guys do to set some, like a hundred lineups. But um, it'd be an extremely boring show. <laughs> just move on. <laughs> um, you know what, um, but, it would, Rob? You know what it'd be like? It would be like. Um, you know, when the, the grandmaster in chess goes around and plays 25 people at the same same time, you know, oh, so yeah. we have we have Zach looking at a lineup he's never seen and just walking around to 17 computers and, <laughs> the lineup and going to the next computer. I think that would be a great television. <laughs> I think Zach hires like um, some people that he hires and he like he's he subs out his lineup making to somebody. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I wish it's going to have to come to that. I think. Yeah. Right. I think so. Look, looking for a lineup maker. You just, um, just follow. Yeah, it's, posted, it's posted on indeed. Yeah. If anyone's <laughs> looking, just go to indeed. There's a, there's a job description on there and um, yeah, just uh, send over a resume. <laughs> send over the resume. <laughs> how, how good are you at following spreadsheets? As long as you can follow who, who I want to start. I just need you to go to the lineup page and yeah, actually you know start what, these players. Do you know what IL stands for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How to get them out of my lineups. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, did you guys check out that uh, Mariner Angel fight yesterday? It was pretty, uh, it was pretty interesting. I was just in the middle of watching the John Boy video um, oh. about the recap and that. I, did, I didn't know there was, um, you know, what Phil Nevin was saying as they were dancing on the field, but it was pretty cool. And I'm not done with the video yet, but I don't know if you guys caught the fight um, and what you thought of it. I saw the fight and I, I've been waiting all day for the John Boy video, but, it, but I was busy at work and I was busy setting lineups for the last little bit. So I haven't got around to it yet, but I'm looking forward to watching that. Me too. It's yeah. a 15 minute guy, man. I, I it's, it's, it's long. I'm like five <laughs> minutes in and I sent the link out to you guys and um, I'm, I'm already like, I can't wait to watch. Rest of this yeah, game, I gotta so. watch it too. I, I saw some of the fight live, or, but I didn't see the John Boy yet. That's better than the live fight. Yeah, it is. I've been <laughs> waiting for the Jared Jared Clinic call up because of all this blooming suspensions. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, you know, um, I mean, they 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 traded for Carlos Santana, right? Um, the right. Mariners, so they might be a little uh, afraid of. The severity too of of Ty France's injury, but um, mm -hmm. you know, I respect that they're not trying to tank it. You know, they're uh, trying to reinforce any way they can. You know, maybe Santana gives them a little boost, um, and you could definitely tell that they're not trying to tank it yet because they haven't called up Jared. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, there was some pretty solid swings in there. Uh, Crawford was like doing like a jump punch down you know and uh rendon okay. with the cast i mean that's as much fight as i've seen in him all year Jeez. <laughs> he's, he's channeling marcelo zuna <laughs> fighting with the cast. <laughs> i mean you guys thought he was the first guy he's in there too so soon? Like yeah, a, I guess. yeah yeah and uh it was crazy they were just trying to get to nevin and uh it was pretty nuts but um it was, we haven't seen anything like that in a while um where the um yeah you know I always, you know, obviously the guys running in from the bullpen is always like a fun thing, right? Because they get there and then it's like, what do they do? You know, like, yeah. I wonder what you're thinking on the run in. Like, what am I going to do when I get there? You know, like <laughs> when you're on the warning track, are you just scoping out? Like, who am I going to go tackle or who, where am I going? 
I think they're just worried about looking like they're running fast enough. So like with enough urgency, because they don't want to seem like they're scared and they also don't want to seem like they're not helping anyone. So I think that's what they're thinking. If I was them, I'd just be like, I make sure that I look like I'm running hard. And then yeah. when I get there, I'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. So it's all an act because like, basically you're saying too, then you definitely have to come out of the bullpen. That's, that's number one. If you don't come out, yeah. that's it. You're a bag of yeah. shit, right? Your teammates are going to be like, look at this bag of shit. Didn't leave the freaking bullpen. You know, yeah, so you, you have be, to you come out. Yeah. You, so you have face. to be gotta there. You got to show face. Show face. Show some semi-decent sense of urgency. And, um, you know, or you can just come in there real slow, like walk up and then like clean house. You know, I guess you can yeah. make it up. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually true, too. <laughs> I can see like uh, anyone just take the golf cart, like the bullpen cart and like drive it in, you know, yeah. drive it toward the... Uh, Drive it to melee. That would be fun. I remember um, Kyle Farnsworth used to love these things. He's retired now, but he loved to brawl. Did you see Kyle Farnsworth right now? Yeah. What? Well, he's you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to brawl so- him right now. No, he's sauced up to his neck. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's. He's. He's the best shape of his life. I think he like he's actually like you hear a lot yes. of best shape of your life. Like he actually best shape of his life. But you're not going to draft him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like vanity look best shape of his life. His organs might be suffering, but um <laughs> so it depends what shape you're looking at. But uh yeah. You remember he, the time when uh Farnsworth got suspended because he bet the uh bat boy that he couldn't drink uh, I think it was four quarts of milk. Uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> the kid was oh. like he was I like remember that. 15 years old or something and he tried to drink it and he got sick and they found out and he got suspended oh man oh, i thought I, I thought we, i thought you meant farnsworth, this didn't, didn't no, drink farnsworth got suspended <laughs> oh yeah no I, I understand now i thought you meant it first thing it he, was i think it was farnsworth and brad penny together or something some crazy stuff like that wow um, that's crazy. a yeah, that's a crazy story. I mean, it's, I figure like as a 15 year old, though, you have to know that that's not going to work out well. Yeah, really? Oh, my God. That's a lot of milk. I remember um, being 15 and we did some stuff. I, I didn't do some stuff. But some of my friends were trying to do that. Like, I think one of my buddies came over. He's like, I, I think I can drink a 24 case of root beer. And we're like, oh. okay, go, go ahead and try it. He, he did not get far. Oh. <laughs> That wasn't smart. He wasn't going to get anything if he did it successfully anyway. I don't remember, but yeah, no, nothing, nothing, that's, nothing that'd be worth it. It was something, it was a 24, like, you know, you buy your 24 cases of pop. I think it was like Fruitopia actually. And then, Oh uh, God, yeah, that's disgusting, did. man. Yeah. Talk about like diabetic shock and plus all the, all the, all the carbonation. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I did once and I instantly regretted probably the one of the one of the couple times I felt like I was near death, um, as dramatic couple, as that sound. Times. Have you ever tried to swallow a tablespoon of cinnamon? No, I don't no. think so. Okay, don't do it. I went, I was probably like 18, maybe. I went to visit my friend at uh, Stony Brook, Stony Brook University, um, and someone was, you know, offering people a hundred bucks if they can swallow a tablespoon of cinnamon and i'm thinking this is <laughs> that's easy money right you know um <laughs> well it is not um as soon as you put it into your mouth and you attempt to swallow it instantly creates a wall like a set like a like a powdered 
saturated powdered wall in the back and you can't swallow and you can't breathe. Um, it was so bad. I literally thought I wasn't going to breathe again. Um, I started like trying to spit it out <laughs> all over like a wall. It was, it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. so if you ever, you know, want to give someone a solid, uh, you know, challenge, that is one for sure. Um, but I wouldn't do it again, ever again. So, but, uh, all right, let's get into fab Todd. Let's bring us into here. Sure. Um, let's talk about sure. your article a little bit and let's talk about a little bit about what you guys maybe did in fab and what you guys thought of some play movement here. Okay. I can just briefly mention the hitting and pitching environment. Um, you know, the hitting is about, about the same. It's still below last year. Batting average 242 um, runs per game 4.34 compared to 4.53 last year. And home runs are 1.06 up from 1.05, but again, well below 122 last year. And for pitching, basically the same. The strikeouts edged up a little, but they're still way below uh, 2021 when it was 8.68. Strikeouts are only 8.33 per game. So uh, strikeouts are a little harder to come by for whatever reason. And then my focus category, guys, this week was steals. And it turns out you need 131 steals this year to get 80% based on the fact that you need about 59 steals right now uh, if you want to be on pace for that number. Um, so then I can go hold through. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the runs. I wanted to get Dax um, if he has any insight about you know how he's taken maybe any lesser of uh an offensive environment have you been trying to alter your approach at all zach or are you just you know playing like you know like your same approach toward your stat your stat categories yeah no it's the same i think you just got to alter it for like what's happening this year and and that's just uh through where you're lining up in the standing games points for those particular categories um i think it's been talked about like, yeah, the, 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 the offensive production was down at first, but I think it's ramping up, but it, there's nothing like I'm doing different from a fantasy perspective, aside from just sort of just like um, adjusting to the different targets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing I've been doing slightly different is not trying to go overboard with like really maxing out my like offensive um, output. Like I won't try super hard, to get from three games to four games played on a Monday to Thursday. Like if it presents itself, I'll take it. But while it was down, I was like, well, if it's down across a board, maybe I can, you know, stay, stay, stay afloat and not try to, um, you know, you know, just run that, you know, to the max and just maybe hold, hold pitchers or whatever, you know, something. Do you plan on changing that strategy at some point though this year? I think so. I think, I think this week I actually started to pivot a little bit more toward, um, making sure I was able to, um, because I think, uh, the offense is gonna, I think, you know, it's going to take off a little bit and, um, you know, I think now is the time to, to start to try to catch up in certain, certain spots where you think you can make ground. This year, last year, I, I, um, uh, well, the first really two years playing NFBC, this, the, 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 the semi-weekly uh, changes for hitting, I, I never really like factor in three versus four too much. I always like, just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dump a three game week or sit a three game week in favor of four game week. Um, 
and unless the players are super equal, but usually like I, I think talent would prevail in that case. Two versus three, that's a different case. It's like a 50% change, but three right. versus four, that's like a whatever. That's like a 33% change, not as big of a, a factor. So I don't really, I don't really look at three versus four too much, um, right. but two versus three, I will. Right. Two that makes three. sense. Yep. Yep. That makes sense because that's, that's an instant, instant upgrade. And, you know, you can get the, the dreaded, uh, you know, dnp on one night it's it's got it's hard yeah. to like find guys on the wire too that are locks for monday to f- thursday right you know exactly um if they were locked they'd be on the team pretty much you know so and then you get that like uh you know you get like josh smith uh which we'll get to but he's not in the lineup um that's not like i was just looking for a stream on him but you know it just it sucks to see a guy just out of the lineup on monday or at any time during that possible four game stretch so you're you're already down to three versus your other guys three and you probably spent some money on that so um, yeah it's like you're trying to like combat volatility and with like one one hand time behind your back because there's a lot of platoons injuries it's like it's almost like an exercise in futility sometimes to even try too hard with that um but like I get, but that but on the other hand um i'm using rudy gamble's tracker and you really that really brings to light how how much things can get impacted if things go like if you get all those four games right um, absolutely but but that is a big if a lot of the time with especially like with the things i talked about right right exactly and and i find it that they do it well with like some guys who like the manny margos um who like are, are, are kind of like you know lineup uh sensitive i guess they do a good job of tweaking the numbers to be kind of realistic about their plate appearances um it's a very very solid tool um how how do you guys um how much do you look at friday to sunday like if there's like a if there's like a core series you know you're trying to upgrade there or like how do you distinguish you know just straight up threes versus threes i mean obviously you're using the tools act but is there anything else that you would try to target a a fab guy in um for friday to sunday for fab it's it's like like i guess you look at like all the things you mentioned like the 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 environment the matchups um whether or not he's getting platooned is he facing like righties lefties like is he is he facing a bunch of weak pitching like is he going to be facing like arizona or detroit like in his home park um but an interesting, an interesting one that I came across now that you mentioned it for this week was I had Carson Kelly in a bunch of leagues. And I'm like, do I want – he has two games in the first half of the week, and then he gets right. fours in the second half of the week. Right. So right. I, I had I, – I was looking on the waiver wire, and Elias Diaz was available in a bunch of my, like, 15-team leagues. I'm like, do I attempt to swap out um, Carson Kelly for Diaz? Because he, Diaz is at home all week. So I get three at home and three at home. Um, but then – he doesn't play as consistently anymore with Brian um, Servin Servin there. And then also Carson Kelly gets curves anyways at the end of the week. So I opted not to even try to make that change and kept Carson Kelly because of that. But it was sort of like a, it was sort of like a, not sort of a mathematical call. It's sort of just like a, like, yeah, like you don't want to, Carson Kelly has two games, but on the other hand, like how much, how, how ahead are you in the grand scheme of things making that change? Right. What do you guys think? Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to make, but I ended up. I ended up standing pat. Yeah. That's a twelve-team league. That's OC. No, I think it was. It was fifteen. Oh, it was fifteen. Like a bunch of yeah. online. Like a, it was. I, I probably had the option in the OCs, and I probably had the option in the hundred and fifty-dollar um, online championship online auctions to make that switch. At least in 
one of those one of those leagues in each of those formats and yeah, right. i didn't i didn't make that change yeah. yeah i think yeah i think that's a smart move and i i think especially if you feel confident in kelly's um like overall skill set over diaz and his you know playing time going forward maybe being a tick more you know i don't think that's i think that's pretty neutral i think that's a neutral move either way like a lateral move so right. i agree i agree i think uh Diaz, maybe if you you could do either one and it was cost free, maybe Diaz is a very slight upgrade, but I'm not sure it's really worth it to try to make that swap because then next week Diaz is on the road. Um, so right. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure it's worth it for maybe one extra game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah right. that, that's what I, I, that was my thinking too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the Friday to Sunday is tough. Like I, I like I said, you, you you definitely have to like feel like maybe one of your matchups is maybe at risk for maybe getting one out of three. If you have a lefty facing, you know, two lefties, or sometimes he sits versus lefty, but sometimes he doesn't. You know, you can risk yourself to maybe get in one game. You know, like if it's a Jock Peterson or, um, you know, Jock Peterson has he's been interesting on my main event team. I have him, and I just don't. It's like extreme cases where I sit him, where it looks like it's going to be like a one gamer, but he's pinched it a lot. And he's, if, if you left him in, you've gotten all the stats. So that's the way I look at it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So um, what about steals? Where do you guys stand right now in steals? Todd talking about the, the 80th percentile rising a little bit. Um, so where do you guys sit right now? How are you looking in steals? Well, I can tell you my, my three, um, again, the target number right now is 59. I'm at 56, 73, 46. But, but again, I'm not sure that's all a good thing because um, I, I went too heavy on steals, guys. I, I was more worried about steals in the draft. And uh, so generally my teams are pretty good on steals, but it sort of came at the expense of the power categories. So even though I would say in this one category, I'm generally in good shape, I'm not sure it was uh, something to be proud of. Hmm. Interesting. Zach, what do you got? I got 46, 58, and 61. So okay. one, of, one of them is lagging a little bit. Um, that team is my worst team out of the three. Um, um, I have Boba Shed on that team. It's got five. Maybe I was relying on him for slightly more. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah I was going to ask you guys, if you guys have a specific team, maybe where, where there's one guy that's really, if it's low, if your team is low, if there's been one guy that's kind of been hurting you or just like a mix of maybe the guys who you were hoping for, like, you know, nine to 10 from have gotten like none, like Ben Intendi, you know, I think he's been a big, you know, a guy that's held me back on a couple of teams because it's expected a little more on the base path from him. Yeah, I think that the one team that's where I'm lacking is like I think it's just a construction standpoint. Like, yeah, I have Bo and T. Oscar who who have been a little bit lackluster in that. Um, Joe Adele, maybe I erroneously counted on him for anything. Um, he obviously uh, <laughs> erroneous. <laughs> what movie is that from? Why am I getting that? Why am I in my head? Oh, um, I'll think of it. For some reason, I see Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it the swingers? Ooh, I don't know, but swingers is a classic movie, man. 
know. That's classic Favreau. Yeah, that's a good movie. All right, I'll think about it. I'll think about the erroneous cats. All right, you're all, all grown up. You're all grown up. <laughs> Your money, man. <laughs> Fucking money. Uh, classic. Yeah. Sue. Fucking Sue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like um, other teams, um, like I have another team with um, Bader and Story and Turner, which is good, but I also have Bucks on that team who's uh, a, a classic example of somebody that's sort of been um, underperforming uh, in stolen bases uh, versus what you'd expect or what I expected him. Um, other, like the one with 61 is my best team. I got Wit, Lou Bob. Um, that's aces and bases up front. And then Altuve's got me five, which is like, what is on pace for double digits? So that's not bad. Ahmed Rosario, Machado. Does he? Uh, Altuve has Altuve's five? got, yeah. That's interesting. He's got, got five bags. I yeah, think a so lot of people kind of thought he was done with that, right? That's interesting. He said that. I gotta, I didn't even, I didn't even catch that. I mean, how many have last year? Did he have that many? I don't know. Maybe five. I don't know. Like, I think he's, um, he didn't have, he didn't have many last year. No. Yeah. Last year he had five. Wow. That's interesting. Five for eight last year, five for six this year. So that's that's a pretty good bump. I mean, 15 and five, 275. They, I mean, the, um, the, the guy just stole, keeps hitting. I was obviously, I'm a Yankee fan, so I was watching, and he still got two against the Yankees over the last series. It just looks so, like the it just looks like the negativity and, and the chance. It's like there's certain people who get juiced up. From it, and he just seems like he's one of those guys, you know. He just seems like the guy who really loves to have that, you know. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I again, like I said, I have. I think like in the teams, I'm a little behind in steals. It's from those guys that I was pegging for eight to ten, and I haven't gotten really much or just one or two. Um, but try to bring it up with my my man Jaron Duran. Um. Yeah, I saw I saw you uh, spent quite heavily on him, and that's not that's atypical for um, the Robbie D style. It's very atypical. Uh, I know, I know. I think I spent only a hundred bucks twice last year, and ninety once with, and that was I think Luis Arise. But yeah, I I don't know. I just um, I felt felt really good about him batting first since he batted first, their first in the league, and and WRC plus and. Um, stringing off wins, and I just don't see how they would take him out of leadoff. Um, Kike, you know, still hurting, and I think you know, when he comes back, this is gonna have him go lower down in the lineup because I don't see how they could really, um, you know, take it, take it back from him, uh, especially since he's showing like the first set of skill set that he brought into the minor leagues, which was you know, just more, um hit tool speed and just kind of like an all around guy that of just trying to hit for power as he did uh, in that short season, I think. So, um, yeah, I know, I know that I had that. I ended up spending 108. I had that 78 and then I changed it to 88 and then like at nine fifty six, I did 108. I'm looking, I'm looking uh, at the main <laughs> event bids and you know, who else felt strongly about him? Not in the main event. I can't find him right now. The very good buddy, Phil. He also felt pretty strongly about Jaron Duran. He picked him up, I think. He did, right? I'm pretty sure he did. I don't, I'm looking at the main event. Maybe it was in one of the higher stakes leagues because I looked at um, um, all the fab yet last night, and uh, I can't remember exactly where, but I'm pretty sure he spent over 100 on him, on him as well, which is also atypical of him. And um, he's also been, he also grabbed some aloe veras, which was sort of like um, 
unexpected, um, I guess, from, from me that, that he was going after these guys because it's not typically his style. But um, did you get any Oliveras? I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of upset and tried for him a couple of weeks ago on the Jeep. Um, yeah, but I think it's going to be a good scoop. Um, I, I he wasn't in he wasn't available in the league. I got the ran in. Um, he was taken the week before and he was taking both of my mains last week where I should have probably went for him, but had a little bit of a lot of outfield at the time. And I don't know I shelved it when. Um, yeah, if, I sort of, I sort of whipped on both these guys, like that Oliveras and Duran. Like I, I sort of had it in my head that they're just, they're not taking these guys seriously. They're yo-yoing these guys up and down. And I'm like, I've been fooled once. And um, I, I would have been fooled numerous times already if I had kept going back to the well with them. So I just said, Bruhan included in that as well. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Um, I, not that I think I have like, I think I got Duran like maybe in two leagues, but I'm in a lot of leagues. So I wasn't really after him that much, but um, it looks like the tide has kind of changed on both of those guys. And I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, if I had to go back and do it again, I'd probably go after them a bit harder, like you said, but it's just like, it's so tough to, to do that. Uh, right. In, in yeah. The moment. Yeah, I know. And um, oh, man, it's uh, the Rand was just, you know, like I said, I just, it was one of those moments that I just felt like it was perfect. The team I have 47 steals in, I need the steals bump and uh, it just felt right, you know? And yeah, yeah I am mad at, I, I didn't shoot for Oliveras a little earlier. Um, something that I was definitely keeping my eye on and, 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 and keeping tabs on. And it was like, he was getting closer. I just didn't have that spot. And I wish I, I wish I would have first it. And I wish, you know, like, Margot getting hurt this week was kind of like that ill timing because I feel like if Margot got hurt two weeks ago, I would have went in pretty hard for Oliveira, even last week. Um, he was a guy that was just constantly getting brought up to in our little group chat. So, um, you know, he's uh, he was on the radar. But um, yeah, yeah. Oliveira is also, I don't know if he's going to bring as much power as you need him to. He sort of seems like... I don't know, like what is I don't, I don't know what to expect from him from a fantasy point of view. Like Duran, I can get it. I think he could be that power speed, but Oliveras, like he's hitting cleanup now. Like his whole like I, I've been I watched some of his at bats and he has good good batted ball contact. But um yeah. just, just just his historical stats, I don't know if he's gonna hit for power. I don't know what they're gonna do with him, but it's just I think I the know. steamer six hundred is twenty twenty for him. Really? <sighs> Yeah, it is. Because they got him, the steamer has him for 60, 68, no, 75 plate appearances for the rest of the season. That, that's so off. Three homers, two, two stone bases, 260. So, and so did the bat. The bat X has, has uh, three and two. So, and that's what low. That, what, is that, what, what is that pace to? I think the steamer 600 was 2020. Really? Oh, interesting. I didn't see. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, yeah, he's interesting. He's interesting. Um, he's showing it right now. Let's see. Uh, they got they got the Italian beef coming up. It's interesting. Let's see what the Royals do. They didn't play him tonight. I know. Yeah, I know. There was traffic so. or something like that on Omaha, or was Vlad just making up a story? On the highway. Oh, um, really? Oh, that, that is that really what happened? I think so, but that's kind of weird. Traffic in Kansas City. 
<laughs> yeah, you're not, uh, you're not buying it. Not buying it, huh? Todd's not, not buying, buying it. Not buying what they're selling. Yeah, really. I mean, Eddie Olivares, he he found a way to get from Omaha to Kansas City like <laughs> every week. So, well, oh, he's he's man. got he's got experience. Yeah, right. Yeah. He definitely does. He definitely <laughs> does. He should have told him the shortcut to get there for sure. <laughs> oh man. All right. Where where do we leave off here in the article? We um talking about any of the guys on the steals list? I think. Yeah, so the, let me you want let's go through the steals leaders briefly. Um so John Birdie, who yep. had two steals on the morning of May 27th, is the major league leader in steals with 21. Jesus. Which is hard wow. to believe. So in between May 27th and June 27th, he had 19 steals. Um, Julio Rodriguez, 19 steals also. And Jorge Mateo, 19 steals. Um, there's a few guys that you would expect, like Tommy Edmond and Harrison Bader and uh, Kyle Tucker. But then there's, there's a few guys that maybe we didn't expect quite as many from. Um, you know, I'm thinking about maybe uh, uh, Mateo and maybe, uh, you know, Semyon and Eli White and maybe even Dansby Swanson with 11. Some of those guys were a little unexpected. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's, it's the, the acquisition of Birdie, I think, vaulted some people that weren't really on the Steel's leaderboard to really even leading the category, which has really changed the standings as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that um it's it's you have those pop-up guys, but I'm just um there's really a lot of guys in the top hundred in this list, you know. So just goes to show you how much you can really bank on, you know, when you right. you know, for some of these guys at the top. Um a, a couple of guys that caught my eye was um Mullen does 16. I and mean, I know he had the low power this year, but at least he's still running on the base pass. And Randy Rosarena has 13. Um, yep. He's leading leading caught stealing as well. Or he does lead in caught. Yeah, right. Right. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's funny because like, I know there's like a lot of studies done on like what, what, um, what's the best, predictor for stolen bases next the following season it's like attempts versus um the percentage right and um i took that i like the aggressiveness i like but um one thing like benintendi last year in the second half got caught stealing so much but i just thought like just with the attempts in general he will still get a chance to run this year so arosarena getting caught a lot and he's gotten he's gotten some base running errors too that's like really clumsy but they're still giving him the reins to run and uh, i think they need it though right because that offense just they have to get something going with their uh with their legs one guy too out of least garcia did you guys get any of him this year i mean i think i completely no. whiffed on this i mean i just one. i didn't i, I didn't got, buy I in he, i got one too in a best ball <laughs> because i really needed outfield and he was the next guy on my on my sheet you know and i was like i guess i have to take him but I completely whiffed on him and he's, he's proven a lot of people wrong, I think. And um, he's cut the K rate down to a respectable number of 27%, but he lowered it 4%, uh, kept the walks the same, but you know, 15 homers, 11 steals, 256, uh, 45 runs, 47 ribbies. He's been really, really good this year. 
I had had I had so many opportunities to get him. Yeah. Was late, <laughs> late, late. No one wanted him. I remember in one DC, he felt to like pick like 250 or 270, something crazy. And everyone was passing on him. I think that was a DC with a bunch of like really good players in, in, uh-huh. in that draft as well. And no one wanted him. And it just, it just, he just became a group think guy, I think. Um, because I remember in the, in the Memorial Day second track, in the second chance drafts, like he was like a fourth or fifth round pick sometimes in those OCs. And then all of a sudden, when the season was over, I guess he, he slowed down in the second half last year. But now, like, he was like, he was like, no one wanted him. He was like a hot potato. And um, you can't touch him because, like, he's going to strike yeah. out too much. He's going to, he might lose playing time. And then it's basically, he's going to turn into Akil Badu. But Akil Badu is Akil Badu. Yeah. Yeah. Badu is Badu for sure. Um, <laughs> it, 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 he's been really stellar. Yeah. I totally agree, Dak. I had opportunities where, you know, I was like, oh, it would be great if I had a guy who had power and speed right now and he would be <laughs> like, what, what, nah. was I take, what was I taking around that point when I was passing on him? Like, um, I'm just trying to think back. Like, was I taking like, like I know I could have had him with Gleyber Torres or Brendan Rogers was going. Uh, Ty France, like you could have had him over any of those guys. You could have had him over like, uh, oof, I don't know, what goes on, right? What should Almost I bring up? Robbie, 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 Robbie Grossman, probably. People, yeah. I bet you Robbie Grossman is going way ahead. Of it. That's like that's sickening. Not that I, but, not that I was drafting Grossman, but uh, who was that? Like, yeah, this was the, he was going in the late one hundred. So there was a lot of the guys going right right around that time that seemed to have more appeal. Yeah, I, I really feel like it was a group think tank thing with Adolis Garcia. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, the batting average is low. And and I think he's been better. That he's been better relatively this year because everyone's had a bad batting average in general. But um, he hasn't been as bad as we sort of uh, had a, thought his floor was. So that's a whiff. Um I, I try not to fall into that group thing because I, I was huge. I'm going to go. I had Adolis Garcia everywhere. I found him everywhere. He was like my guy last year. And then I just ignored him this year. Um, <laughs> and um, I think that's a mistake. So like he, he was in the mains around 200, you know, there was, there's, there's your boy, Joe Adele. You, you were taking Joe Adele over him. Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got Julio Rodriguez around that. No, sorry. He went up a little higher. This is this ADP. Um, I have some old ADP, but only with 27. But anyway, he was around 200. Um, you got like Ian Happ, O'Neill Cruz. Trent Grisham was going ahead of him. Trent Grisham going ahead of him. Right. Robbie Grossman, that, you know, going ahead of him. Um, Soler, Austin Meadows, Eddie yeah. Rosario, Verdugo, Clint. Yep. Colson, Joy- Benintendi. Yeah. Joey Gallo. He's just. Saez, Saez yeah, he's. He's squashing yeah. those guys right now. Squashing those guys. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's, you find examples of this, of this every year, right? Right. And there's, there's, he's not the only example. Look at, like, even pitchers. Look at Cortez and, and Lauer. Like, I know they're not doing as well now, but Pavetta. Yep. Like, absolutely. Much better than a lot, much better mm-hmm. than a lot of the other pitchers that went, or went earlier. Well, yep. One guy you did take in the main, uh, Zach, was uh, Bobby Witt. Uh, he's got 11 steals after sort he was sort of a little slow out of the gate, but he's got, he's providing power and speed. I think that was a good selection in hindsight. Yeah. I think he was a good pick. And, uh, there was some debate over him and, um, Wander Franco. And right. uh, I think, I think we'll, we're just a, a more fantasy 
um, friendly player. J. Rod or Witt next year in the first round? Yes or no? Uh, J. Uh, J uh, oh, are you asking me which one or are, are they, they both going to be in the first round? Um, no, I think I think I think, think, so. think, think J. Rod's going to be. I think J. Rod just. I don't. I don't even know if there's a conversation. J. Rod's going to be a first round pick next year. No, no questions asked. But uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I think Witt would be more like your early second guy next year. I'm excited. I can't wait for this. It's so <laughs> like interesting. Right. You to know, draft like them or just to, just to, to draft them and to draft in general. Yeah, just to think about those choices, you know, because yeah. it's just like every time we get some ex, like new new blood to consider, you know, like the Kyle Tucker and Robert, they came in quick and it was like, ooh, you know, we have some different guys to think about. You know, it's always cool to look at like who may leave it and who may enter it. You know, you know, so. we were on a we were on a Zoom call just just for just for fun. One, uh, I think maybe it was last week with a bunch of guys. Like it was Jason Dupont and Gialdi and myself and Graham. And um, I don't know, I, I, I fish. Uh, I forget if I'm missing anyone. I probably am. Um, just trying to start. It's hard when you're talking that. We and we did we drafted the first two rounds for next year already. We just did like a little. I hate. You know what? It goes against everything, but it's a mock draft. No, guess what? no, it's not. No, no, it's not a mock. We're, play, we're playing this. Yeah. This is for money. This is for money. We all gonna, we're all going to show it out. We're going to play it. We had a mock draft. It was interesting where where people went um, in this draft. So you, I mean, you have ADP already. You know? Yeah, exactly. I've uh, yeah access you, to um, uh, a very scarce uh, i'm not surprised i'm not surprised that the guy the guy with the biggest data set around is, is already carrying 2023 20, adp <laughs> that's amazing did we i think Witt went in the second round j-rod went in the first round yeah they're gonna be yep. shiny toys yeah and, and they're gonna be legit 2020 plus um and and everyone craves it so uh it's gonna be interesting Going to be interesting for sure. All right, let's get into some fab. Um, I know I talked about Duran, but um, the most popular pickup this week in 43 leagues, Isak Paredes. Um, yes. Yeah, you guys have any interest in Mr. Paredes? Uh, I had interest. I got him once on one main, uh, but other than that, uh, did not succeed in my bids for him. Yeah, I'm the same. I got him in one main for I think uh, 16 bucks, which is one of the lowest uh, winning bids. Yeah, 16 to 11 uh, in one main main event, and uh, that's it. I put in some bids. I got him some other leagues, so I do have some interest. Um, he uh, he's running hot, but it's a raise, and like his like I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't have like the same vibes as like a Taylor Ward when I was when I was fabbing him. Uh, I I didn't I didn't. I didn't pursue him quite as heavily. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think he's a guy that you can't rely on as someone on the, for the rest of the year. Um, he's a guy that, like, I think he has two lefties coming up this in this in this uh, period. You can play him now, but um, he's on a hot streak. But um, he's not a guy that I I think like yeah. He, it's it's uncertain in the future and. He's not like right. a guy that's like, he's not like, a, he doesn't have like, he doesn't have even the bad about profile, but like of an Oscar Gonzalez, even like I much I'd still prefer Oscar Gonzalez over, uh, uh -huh. Isak, Isak, Isak. <laughs> I, I heard it was, I heard Isak on, on the broadcast. I thought it was Isaac. Um, I thought, it, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was, it's, yeah, I think it is. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Hebrew. 
<laughs> I think. <laughs> oh man. I mean, he he does he does have, you know, he he had he had a good hit tool in the minors. He was known for it. Kind of transitioned to like a little bit of a more power profile that he's trying to go for, but he makes good contact. He's pulling the ball a ton. Um, but it's just like the Rays are just so crazy, right? Because in my head, I thought after all these injuries started to pile up, Margot, Kurt, uh, Kiermaier on top of the Brandon Lau, I'm like, all right, well, you know, he has to play every day now, right? No. Like Harold Ramirez, I thought he was going to play every day. I'm like, who else is going to play, you know? And they still rotate guys in. They still bring in a right. Luke Rayleigh. And he's like, all right, now it's time, you know, you play now. And it's just still yeah. – it's so crazy, right? I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt any different, but I thought HRAM would get and Paredes would just get every day, but it's still the same old race. Yeah, it's really it's really difficult. It, like, I don't know if you didn't know anything about baseball. It's like yeah, the the Rays are going to put in like they're, are they going to play Isak Paredes or like are they going to play up like no no we're going to play Harold Ramirez. It's like that sounds like a made up person. It sounds like a made if I was in, if, I was, if I was in a makeup of baseball player's name, I'm like oh. <laughs> Harold Ramirez, Ramirez. Yeah. just sounds made, <laughs> the, sounds like uh, made up. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the day after he hit three home runs, he was on the bench. <laughs> Is, so. See, that's just, that's just so crazy, you know. So that it just goes to show you the risk into you know investing too much into that into that scoop so i think 16 is like a perfect price that you'd want to get for someone like him you know um 16 yeah. maybe 30 max you know like around that range where maybe you could still okay. get a decent power bat you get the versatility you know you could keep him on your bench too if he's still you know playing a decent amount of games a week and you know right. you can pop him in at different different spots but you know he went for as high as 106 um that's a little too much, but yeah, median winning Let's bid see. of forty-one bucks, so decent. Got some good, got some good players in on him. I know there, I see there's three winning bids from my buddy Mark Winoker here. Just yep. looking at the winning bids, and you got sixty-two, fifty-nine, fifty-nine. Yeah, some of those teams with some of those teams were with Mike Mager on it as well, but uh, right, they, yep. they, those two those two guys were in on him pretty big. I heard yeah, you talk about that on your pop. Uh, Gad Todd, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say we are we spent thirty-five. I have to admit. So it was mm-hmm. a higher than Zach, but uh, we felt it was worth it to, to get a middle infielder. But uh, yeah, I think I, I would have been reluctant to go over 50 myself. Yeah, but you were replacing, you were replacing Ezekiel Duran, who um, is no longer useful. So that, that might have been a reason enough to um, spend a little bit more, right? Right. Uh, Zach, I heard you talk about this on your podcast. You know, you got like a cool, like I kind of try to do the same thing is to look around and, you know, uh, it's cool about the NFBC. If anyone doesn't know, you can head over to the player movement tab and look at the full view and the condensed view and the full view just shows basically every bid through every league. And if you know the, you know, the team names of some players, you can kind of uh, just, you know, just check around and see who's picking up who. And is that a process that you kind of, I heard you on the podcast do it with, uh, with, um, with Graham, it was cool. I like how you just like just went through the teams and you know just yeah. were kind of commenting on who was picking up who. And um, I just wanted to know if that's something like you you know you do every week. Yeah, it's not really to copy anyone because you're too late um, for the most part. But yeah, I'll go into the player movement tab and then I'll 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 um, change it from condensed uh, to um, full view, and then I'll just um, click on the, um, the the team name and then uh, I'll sorted by alphabetical order and I'll sort of search for specific players. Like I'll search for, for you and I'll see mm-hmm. what you're doing. I'll see what Phil's doing, see what um, 
And like, I, I know you're, I think you're immortal and you're blue bloods and then you're I, oh, deep Alato. So I know all them all. I know them all by heart. I know, <laughs> I know, I know I juke the stats, all the, all the pieces matter. And then, you know, the sing it Fosse, um, all, and then, and Cerebro's got this weird shit going on, but, um, he changes uh, the team names. Yeah. He changes them around, but yeah, like, um, Slack and, and Sack, they got sing it Fosse. They got, um, I don't know. Josie Wales. Josie yeah. Wales. They got four of them. And then you get like that mini Morneau for Toby. <laughs> um, and then of course, dead money. Uh, yep. You want to look at some dead money, what he's doing. And then uh, God CTM. Yeah. 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 Yes, God CTM. And then, yeah. Uh, who else is there? Yeah. But that's basically, I'll just look at that, see what's going on. I'm like, okay. And then uh, what I'll do is I'll sort it by the, the condensed view. And then I'll look at, like I, I was in on Bubik this this week, so I'm like, okay, who else was who else was in on him, right? You want to see who else was uh, grabbing the same players you are, sort of uh, uh-huh. some confirmation bias. Yeah, confirmation bias. Yeah, but it, it's cool though. I think it's great that it's it's there to look at. So it's something to you know really utilize, and um, you could see who was on the same players, but also like in what price ranges too, right? So there's a lot of useful stuff that you could take out of there. Um, and like you said, it's it's too late. It's not like you do anything about it, but you, you yeah, know. it's not like you're trying to copy anyone. But no. like, yeah, no, John JP, he's certified JP. John yep. Cosmo, see what he. That's a good. That's a good. Um, that might even be the best uh, one to look at uh, because he's in so many leagues. So you really get a good representative sample of what what that guy's up to. Yeah. Then, right. Right. And, and yeah, honestly, I mean that, and in my first ever main that I was in your league, uh, Zach, you know, we were with Phil and Mark and Rob Silver and um, yep. that's how I learned uh, about what kind of pickups were being made in the main event, just by watching everyone in my league. You know, I was really, really paying attention to the edge and drops. I know it was a little different because it was a short season, but still you could, you know, you can kind of see process. And when you can see categories moving for a certain team, then you're like, wow, this is how they built that up. You know, this is, these are the kind of players that were shuffling and out. So it's only there to, you know, get better process wise. Yeah. And honestly, I still, I have to admit, I still don't really understand some of the moves people are making. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I yeah. look, I'm like, I'm like, I like, not, not, not that I'm shitting on them. Like, I just don't, like, I don't understand why, like I, I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm, I'm squinting yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know, but everyone has their different style. So some of the, right, right. even some of the, some of the moves, some of the, the greatest players are making might not work for you. Um, That's right. They're playing three dimensional chess, Zach. I guess. Yeah. 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 My favorite is when you can instantly pick out anyone who's sorted by like L7 or L14, you know, and you're like, oh, this guy just needed steals, you know, did the sort and it was like, boop, 75 hours, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for a guy who's hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, all right. So let's move over to number two this week. Picked up in 41 leagues. Sweet Lou Trevino, Oakland A's. Right. As high as 77 bucks, median winning bid of 29. Did you guys get in on any sweet Lou? Not me, no. Uh, but I can see the the reason to bid on him, but I just couldn't believe that the A's are going to be long-term giving him save ops, but maybe for a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, uh, I was in on him. I didn't get him. I wasn't going to spend a lot of money on him. I haven't been putting a lot of big bids in for relief pitchers. Um, uh, anytime this year, really. Um, I don't think I've, it's been, it's been rare where I've spent a lot of money on relief pitchers, but I, I threw some money down at him um, uh, to the, this week. I don't know where, uh, I'm trying to remember if I got him in any main events, but um, I definitely did get him in a number of leagues. 
Uh, let's mm-hmm. see, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling it up right now. I got uh, two, four, six, eight, nine of them. Um, did I get them mostly in just like like other le- like smaller leagues, like the, the auctions and the OCs I got them for? Didn't spend more than seventeen dollars, and a lot of them were uncontested, which was which were surprising because like some of these the OCs are sort of like the wild west. You don't know what's gonna you know never you never know what's gonna happen. So um, being in so many sort of helps you to rein rein in your um, your bids because you're like oh I'll get him in X percent of the leagues. Um, but I think he's the closer right now, um, because just by default, um, even you, you saw how they, they, um, they, they used, they used him in a way where like he was the close, they, they saved him for the closer and they saved him for the highest leverage. So they even like took away any, um, argument for like, Oh, pucks, the high leverage guy. It seems right, like, right. Tr- like they use a guy. I think he's just the guy. Um, and I'm surprised that I got him for like I got him for under seventeen dollars nine times in nine of my leagues, but there were also times where he went for like big money as well. Um, and it just goes to show I didn't get him in any of the really high stakes leagues, which are more competitive and generally sharper players. So I think he did deserve a, a fair bid. It's just mm-hmm. like I agree. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's that guy rest of the year. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to? I don't know what's going to happen. But um, like for under 20 bucks. He's a guy that you can slide in and get some saves until the all-star break. That seems like sure. a pretty, pretty good deal to me. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I picked him up twice on, in both mains on June 5th um, because that was when wow. Jimenez went into, yeah, but I didn't hold him. I dropped him the next week because Jimenez was going through a rough patch and um, they went to Trevino um, the week that I picked him up, but he got lit up. And they immediately started working everyone back in. So I think he had like a brief opportunity and I was trying to capitalize on it. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, I, I went for him again this week and um, because I needed saves and uh, I do trust that they're going to roll him out there. So I got him back in both mains um, for 22 bucks and 19 bucks. Um, feel good about those it. Good, you know, those are good prices, man. Yeah. Yeah. I look at, I feel I look at, I'm looking at the high stakes leagues, like the uh, not the mains, but the highest stakes. He was available in six of the nine of them. He went from not like he ranged from nine to fifty-two bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I so, think it's going to be a score. Yeah, I yeah, think that him and yeah. I know he's coming back pretty soon, but I think that I think that Trevino is going to you know kind of stay in this role. He's he's been the best arm to in the last thirty days. He he's got a twenty-six percent K minus walk. Um, and Jimenez is minus 10. Um, it that's a huge difference. Um, Trevino's got 14.4 K, K, a per nine. Um, zone contact 81% gets guys to swing out of the zone. I don't know, just been really, really lights out. Um, Sierra 229, FIP 213, XFIP 2 been really good he's been really good he hit the thing is he's had his he's he's had two really big meltdowns and they kind of stand out i think but aside from that he's been really the best pitcher um in that pen you know um and i think that i i think they already established some value with Jimenez too you know so if they really wanted to um cast him away i think he's got like a decent um you know trade value right now where i think for 
Favino, they have to get it back up a little more, you know, because I think if he does go mm-hmm. on a run, they might be get a they might get a little more for him than what they can for now. So that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. And like you said, Zach, if it's if it's a stretch of eight saves and a you know like couple of months or a month and that's it, then fine, you know, I'll take eight saves for like twenty bucks, you know. So Trevino was sort of a savior for me in some of my leagues this week because I have guys like Sandoval versus Houston, um, Gore, I think it's in Philadelphia. Uh, mm-hmm. Snell at the Dodgers, a bunch of those guy, type of guys, uh, Waka and Pavetta at the Jays. Like, I'm like, I'll just like, I've, I've lived through all these like two start week blowups and like, just, is Philly the team really to stay away from though? I mean, you know, without know, Harper, maybe, have you seen the maybe, 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 maybe a bad example. No, no, yeah. no, 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 it's not a bad example. I, I, I'm just saying that because I was setting lineups this week and, and you know, like, there was a couple of pitchers who came up and I saw Philly, you know, and, but I'm like, wait a minute though. Like that's not the same Philly, you know, without Harper, yeah. they are a really different. No, team. That's a good point. That's, that's, true. That's, that's true. I, I didn't think about that when I was setting my lineups. I'm kind of like, now I'm kind of going back and looking like, did I sit Kyle Wright in some of my leagues? Um, yeah. Well, like Miles Mikolas, you know, like I don't think you're sitting a guy like him, like unless you got good depth and he's on a roll right now, but like, if you do have good depth and you're thinking about, you know, if he comes down to it on one team, I was like, whoa, you know, he's going to Philly. And and that's when it came to my head. I'm like, well, Philly, what, what's Philly? Are they still really a powerhouse? You know, of like, oh, we got to stay away from Philly. I, and I don't think so. Oh, so now I'm, now you now you got me thinking here. Oh, I have boy. Kyle Wright on my, I got a Kyle Wright on my bench here. Uh, do I put him back in for Dominguez or David Robertson? You yeah, could put him back in. you could put him back in and then call Rob if it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I mean, if it doesn't work, it's Kyle Wright's fault, but it, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. I have any. Keegan Thompson, yeah, do I really want a Keegan Thompson double pull up with Boston and Cincinnati? Ooh, <laughs> ooh see, see, so that's where, and I like what Keegan Thompson's doing, Zach. I really like the fact that he's getting a little better each start as a starter. And but I think that's an instance where I'd probably go with the one star, right? But. Yeah, I just made, I just made that switch now because I'm just just us talking about that the Bryce Harper thing. Yeah, he really is like when you talk about MVP, when you look at what he what they do without him in the lineup, it's it, it's not even it's night and day, you know. And and Schwarber we, and it, it's still as good. Speaking, but. As we're speaking, I'm 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 just frantically putting Kyle right back into my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is this is something that I would like to. Um, I think they could add on the NFC. You know how do you do the player search? You know on your team lineups. Yeah, I just wish you could like search a team like the Tigers. You know, um, mm. so maybe on a Tuesday where they haven't played yet, you just want to make sure. You know, maybe you can flex those guys in if you don't have a full, you know, if you have other guys starting on Tuesday and you could just write though oh, Detroit and boom, you could see all your Detroit guys or I don't know. Yeah, that because a lot of times um like the Cubs start early. So I'm uh, often like, scrambling to set my lineups because I yes. have so many lineups, but I want to get I'm like, okay, I'm I'm running at a time, but right. then I'm like when I start running at a time, I'll just go to a specific team. Like if the Cubs are starting, okay, okay, Chris Morrell. Um uh, Suzuki, make sure he's out of my lineups. Uh, making sure, like um, Keegan Thompson, am I going to start him? Uh, uh, making sure I make all those decisions first, and then I can sort of it sort of buys me some time, right? Now yeah, that when, when there's the, that that one afternoon game before the whole day starts. That's yeah, it. 
that would be uh, very helpful. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so sweet Lou back in the picture. Um, who do we got next on the list, Todd, as a pickup? We got uh, Jake Myers, who's uh, going to get more playing time in uh, Houston. Uh, I think, uh, especially Brantley, has left the game against the Yankees with a shoulder issue. So mm -hmm. I think he's going to get more playing time. Um, and they did, didn't they send uh, Jose Siri and um, McCormick down, or one of them at least went down? Anyway, I think he's a good add, but. Um, as we'll get to the wow bid of the week, I think one bid was really, really high. The other, rest of them were 70 and under, but um, but he's a good solid pickup. I think he's going to get playing time. Yep. Yeah. I, I had him in my queue. Uh, it, was, it was in all my queues, but um, I ended up reducing my bid on him, like uh, closer, closer to 10 p.m. Eastern, just because, I don't know, I don't know what he's going to do for me. Uh, really, I think he's I don't, I don't, I think he's, he might just be replacement level. And yeah. um, I don't know if, I don't I'm not sure of his playing time. There were just other options that I, that I like more um, sure. than him this week. I'd rather, I'd rather grab like uh, Trevino or like an Eddie Rosario um, for the rest of the season or like even a Moncada. Right. He was dropped. Oh, right. right. I, th I think he's going to get playing time, but I'm not sure he's the best pickup in the world or anything. Um, yeah, Bryce Harper I, likely needs th surgery on his fractured thumb. Who's that? Bryce Harper. Oh, I'm so mad, man. I, I oh I fuck. Love this is this is worse than I th this is worse than I thought. The hope though is that he'll make it back later this season, perhaps at the end of August, at a best case scenario. Yeah, I was I was thinking that immediately. Um, really? Yeah, such a shame. Uh, I have him on my on my auction team. That team's gonna slip away from the uh, overall very soon <laughs> without Harper. Oh yeah, man, that's tough. Yeah, uh, that was what a he, that was a tough scene. Some him other too. issue. What was Rob? What was the other issue that Harper had? He had to torn UCL. Oh right, so he could maybe do that as well, and then he'd probably be out for the year. Yeah. Oh god. If, if, if he does do that, if they start falling out of contention, right. Yeah, i I think that's gonna. I think it's gonna be hard for them to convince him to not to shut to like to rule out coming back this year. You know, um, I think it's gonna be hard to shut him down. But personally, but I think he'd probably want to come back and try to get into the playoffs and stuff like that. It's just, I feel like you know that's something he would probably try to do. But yeah, it might be the best thing for him to take out because I think it was. Um, was it his left wrist, left thumb? I mean, not sure. Yeah, not sure. No, I don't know. I th I'm trying to remember when he pulled back in the bat, um, and that was a cool, not cool interaction. But he was, you know, really pissed at Snell, and Snell's like, you know, he threw his hands up, like, you know, I'm sorry, man. He, I wasn't trying to do that. And then Harper did the, yeah, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm mad. Like he was just mad. He was just, you know. Like just wanted to like just scream, sucks. you know? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. You saw how like how how mad he was. Just like I, and I like that interaction. It was you know it just shows like true human emotions. Like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that to you, buddy. <laughs> you know, like I'm just mad right now. You know, I, I got a fucking twelve hundred OPS and I just want to keep playing. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah. So Jake Myers, I think you know the power speed draws people in. He had a little you know short. Short visit last year, 150 um, at bats, and 
you know, six homers, three stolen bases. So just um guys are banking on that, but he's gonna have to lower that K rate to stick around and um, you know, who knows? Um but they're really trusting these kids, you know, to to come up and stay up and uh like paying you. So um who do we have next on the list, Todd? So we have Mitch White for the Dodgers filling yeah. in for Heaney. I was very successful in adding him in my 12 team leagues, but very unsuccessful in my 15 team leagues. Um, but he went for a high of 107 and a low of five and uh, was picked up in 36 leagues. You know, I think it's always valuable to have a starting pitcher for the Dodgers. And I think he's pretty good. You know, I don't think he's like a terrible pitcher or anything. So did you guys get uh, white in any of your leagues? No, 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 I did no. not. I did not. I lost okay. out on, uh, I had a bid for him on for 18 bucks. Um, lost out 35. Um, I think he was my backup to Trevino in case I didn't get Trevino. So, okay. Uh, no, but I think I had him on a separate, no, that was a separate bid list. I had him on a separate bid list. Um, yeah, I was just going for the whole Dodger thing. If he can just get to five with a good offense, try to get some wins. I don't think he's going to be like, you know, anything, uh, more than a, a, a good, guide to have at the end of your you know staff to maybe um put you know yeah. get in and out of your lineup from on the bench um but it's a good guy to have you know i think i think he'll pitch good enough um and that the dodgers will give him chance to get wins and that's right. pretty big right now yep right i think he's i think he's a streamer um i had him below Bubik. um uh, and his two starts this week like i i did um i did a schedule and i was talking to rob about this um um, about uh, looking at three weeks ahead. So I, I guess I was looking f- looking five weeks ahead two weeks ago, but now it's just three weeks until the All-Star break because you don't know how this like the pitching schedules will um, change after the All-Star right, break. Right. They'll recalibrate. So um, looking at White, he's got San Diego this week at home, and then next week he's got a two-star Colorado Chicago Cubs at home. Then he's got at the Angels. So the thing with him is, like, I looked at his metrics. They're pretty, like, pretty average, I think. Um are they going to make a trade for someone um, to acquire a pitcher? Is Heaney going to come back uh, soon? Um, they, they also got a kid named Bobby Miller, who's Bobby Miller, who's probably way better than him. Um, mm-hmm. That could come up at any point, I think. So Bobby Miller that, sounds like he's a shooting guard on the like on <laughs> on like Creighton, and he just broke the record for three pointers. He, he grew up in he grew up in Iowa, and he he shot he shot jumpers on a on a hoop on his father's barn you know, door. And he, he's just, you know, that's, I, don't know, I hear Bobby Miller. That's what I think of, but yeah, I know from playing dynasty that, that, that Bobby Miller is legit, but that's a good point that you bring up Zachary because we don't know about the Heaney thing. Right. And that's kind of like up in the air. So um, if he comes back within a decent time range, you're right. It could be something that is not a locked in for sure. You know, he sure. stays in a rotation. Well, you're good looking point. at these three, you're looking at these three weeks and after those three weeks, like there's, there's trades, there's Heaney, anything can happen. Like there's like Bobby, you and Bobby Miller. I think like, he's a guy that he, he that you should be considering with DL Hall and, and Max Meyer and, um, and um, Kate Kibali. Um, if, if he does get called up, I think he's just sort of on the periphery because he's not, he's not um, maybe people don't consider him as close or as locked in because the Dodgers had a, like a sort of a full rotation to start the year. Uh, but now they don't. Um, so I think that's a legitimate thing, but at, like, looking at these three weeks, like the third week he's got at the angels, like that's a one start. Okay. That's okay. And then he does have a two step next week, which is a decent two step, but at the Padres, like Padres this week, like, I don't know, like they're, they're not like any crazy 
great matchups. Like I said, you can find better matchup. There are better matchups out there to be had. Um, he was, um, he was, he was um, sort of like a, 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 thir- a third tier highlighted guy um, for me this week, like, like behind Keegan Thompson, who's been really good behind um, Bubik, um, even behind guys like um, Cueto and Mitch Keller, David Peterson, David mm-hmm. Peterson's got Texas and then Miami next week. Um, if he stays on schedule. Um, so I don't know. He, he's very much like a streamer, basically even Eric, uh, Eric Freddie, Pittsburgh and Miami this week. Um, but then you can't use him. He's got Atlanta two times that, that both weeks after that. But right. Pittsburgh really like, I don't know, but this is just a gut feeling. Pittsburgh hasn't been like a cake uh, matchup. Like I've, I've seen streams against Pittsburgh that just haven't worked out because Pittsburgh can throw some runs out there. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I like, I'm a little uh, higher on, on white than you are, Zach. Um, I think there, there's a chance Heaney is really hurt. Um, but I agree with the fact that the Dodgers could go out and get another pitcher. But, you know, he has a chance to sort of solidify himself if he does pitch well over the next three or four starts. So it's it's a gamble, but, you know, there's no sure things, especially in starting pitching. Right. I do like how, though, he, he, he added um, for his slider, for his um, – his horizontal movement in 2020 was four inches. And then last year was eight. This year is almost 10. So he's getting that left to right movement increased. He's getting more vertical drop on the curveball. He just looks like he, he, he's getting better as they're, you know, as he's getting older and, um, you know, making his pitches more effective to be an effective yeah. pitcher. So, um, yeah, he, he could be, he could be good. He could be good. The next guy is Josh H. Smith, a new Texas third baseman. Um, and uh, I think he could give you speed if that's what fantasy owners are looking for. Didn't get him myself, but um, he was fairly heavily sought after, especially when they sent Duran down. Um, and I think, you know, I think he has potential. I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but uh, certainly there's not many third base men on the wires that, can be picked up. So if you need one, I think he was a good target. Yep. I, uh, I scooped him up and then, um, good old Charlie Culberson took a start from him tonight. <laughs> oh, Charlie, Charlie. Uh, at least he's on the positive side of a platoon, but I don't want to see platoon, you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Figure with the ran out, he just kind of wouldn't be, you know, impeded on by um, another bat, but you know, Charlie Culberson, you know, he, he's, he's part of the rebuilding plan in Texas. Uh, he's a glue guy. I'm um, just waiting for them to, you know, resign Brock Holt and uh, just take even more time away from these kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I got him for 14 bucks. Uh, uh, I don't know. It wasn't anything too much. I needed a corner guy anyway um, to kind of like, I don't know. The, the on on some of my teams, the like corner or third base, especially third base, has just been really, uh, like I'm I th- I feel like I'm constantly streaming Miggy, on like on uh-huh. on his really good matchup weeks, and then sure. <laughs> I get rid of him. He had five games this week, so I was like, all right, and just hoping maybe Smith can stick around for a little bit and give me some a boost in sure. steals too. Sure, sure, that's a good good plan. Um. Let me read the last five guys off. We don't have to go through them individually. And you guys can comment on any of the five you want. Um, we have Dean Kramer for the Orioles starting pitcher. He gets two starts this week. 
We've Kevin Biggio, who's sort of been hitting better, even though he was terrible at the beginning of the season. Um, he was picked up. Uh, he's eligible, I think, first, second, third. Um, Eddie Rosario, who's on rehab assignment. Um, Bly Madras, who fit in very nicely with my pirate theme in the, uh, in the article. Um, he was <laughs> nine for 25 in the early going. And then we have um, Chris Bubich, who Zach has been mentioning. Um, he was the 10th biggest pickup with uh, Texas and Detroit as his two-step this week. Very interesting. Jack, you have to uh, – um, you mentioned Eddie Rosario before. That was a target of yours this week? He was. I don't think I really got much of him because he, he, was, a, he was a target, but he was a – I think I put like eight to 10 bucks on him. Um, and I ended up getting guys that uh, I wanted a bit more um, in the OCs. Um, I actually prioritized clinic over him because I think clinic's going to be up this week. So I probably could have had him in a lot more leagues, but I, I had guys like clinic um, Trevino, um, Bubik, um, perhaps sometimes over top of him. Where do you guys, I mean, do you think he's going to play every day? I mean, I'm That's looking, I, I see you have Harris in center. He's not moving. Acuna is playing right or DHing, right? No, but he, he, he hasn't DH since June 2nd. He's played right, right field all the way through June 2nd. Um, and you have Duval, you have Osuna, and now you'll have Rosario. Um, so I see a platoon coming. Um, yeah, I don't know. You could. I, you know, I'm looking. I did get him. I did get him in the main event and I did get him in the $1,500 auction. So I did get him in two, in two big, two of my three big leagues. Um, uh, I just um, prioritized other guys over him in the smaller leagues, but I was talking to Graham about this yesterday as we were doing fab, we share a main event and um, we're like, I think um, what's his face is entrenched at center. Um, what is his name? Tucker or what's the guy? I think you just mentioned him. Um, center fielder for which team? The rookie. Harris. The rookie and the Harris. Harris. I always call him Michael Tucker. I don't know why. Um, um, and then I think he's in center, and I think he got Acuna, obviously. And then I think the person that's like we, me and Graham both agreed. I think the person that loses playing time is Duvall. Um, yeah. That, that, that might be a that might be a platoon where um, Rosario is the the good side of the platoon. But if Rosario hits like he was at the end of last year, then how do you sit him? Um, right, right, right. Yeah, Duvall. Uh, he's been pretty awful this year so far, and Acuna does have a foot problem. I don't know how serious it is, but. Uh, he he might have a little bit of an issue up between now and the All Star break. Right. Perhaps. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. It's it's it like I guess like a month ago you would think okay yeah Rosario is gonna when he comes back he'll be everyday everyday guy but when 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 push comes to shove and you're making this decision now you really think about it like does he play every day and it's a good question you got to um um Michael Harris like he could be sent back down maybe no way. No, I don't think so. No way. I don't think that. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think so either, but like, I yeah. think there's a chance. I, I don't think so. Guy's batting 330, three homers, three ribbies, uh, three stolen bases, and he's playing yeah. stud center fielder, two triples. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. If anything, I'm waiting you're for probably, him. You're probably right. Yeah. 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 But um, fucking brave, man. They just keep retooling somehow. And, what are they going to do with them? What guys. are they going to do with Rosario? Like you can sit in, like you can say Rosario's not going anywhere. He comes back with great vision. He'd be like Ricky Vaughn. He's got his glasses. And he's ready, he's, and, yeah, he's ready to go nitro the uh, rest of the season. He should and, really, he should leverage that. He should definitely come out with the whole 
with Wild Yvonne thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah just don't sure. come up to the plate with the the, the big horn rim glasses. Yeah. Specs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Snicker is totally the coach, right? Vaughn, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> Vaughn, get in there, get in, yeah, there. get in there, Vaughn. I mean, read these letters, Vaughn. You know, yeah, nice catch. Vaughn. Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> oh, Dorn, yeah, that was great, man. Oh man, good, good movie, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Mr. Craig Biggio? You think he's back for good? You think he's, you think he's doing anything here with his career? You think this is it? Hall of Famer. You mean Kevin, not Craig. Craig's in the Hall Kevin. of Famer. Kevin. Kevin Biggio. Yeah. Kevin. Uh, I think he's uh, I think he's got he's showing he's back a little bit. He's not gonna be great, but he's in a good lineup and he's got he's eligible all over the field. And so we did get him for twelve dollars. I was pretty happy with that. And if he's if he stinks, then we can drop him. I don't think he's gonna be on any main event teams by the all-star break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you'll be dropping him in the next two or three weeks all right we'll see we'll see you might be right you might be right <laughs> i mean the thing is is you know if if he gets the time it's one thing but he really needs to you know at least be somewhat of a shell of that of the player that he showed you know um and it, it just hit the ball a little harder he he can get there maybe i don't know it, it's uh it's tough with him. I see his um his rolling charts, you know, like it it's 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 interesting. The hard hit is definitely something that is on the rise a little bit. But um I don't know. I don't know what to think about Biggio. I did I needed I Pat. He's been playing he's been playing when people are injured. Like Chapman's been out for a couple of days. That's when he got got in at second base. They shifted things around. Um Bo Bichette was out injured for one game. Um, I don't I don't know if you remember, I think it was a Friday, the first Friday that weekend, the first game of that weekend series he was out. And then um, Springer's been out uh, for a couple of games. So that's when he's been finding his playing time and he'll he'll play to spell Espinel, who's their starter. Um, right. But aside from that, like he's um, he's he's playing some first base when Vlad goes to DH and they sort of like rest their outfield. So he's like he's like in a less than platoon, like when people are healthy. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know his barrel weight. Like he's, he's not, he's not even a pl- he's not he's not even a platoon player. He's like he's like a bench guy. Like checking out. healthy. I'm checking out his rolling barrel weight since the beginning of June. It's hovering in that nine ten percent up to thirteen percent. He's never been in that range before. Really be interesting if you can. Yeah, keep no, he's it. been he's been playing well like in, the, yeah. in this little uh, recent stretch. So yeah, like. We're, if he can get some run, but I like I think the Jays are kind of back to full health. I, I haven't went to their lineup today. Is um, I think he's in the lineup, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in the lineup. Flash him yep. Up. yep. So um, who's out of the, who's out of their lineup right now? Uh, uh, Tapia hasn't game? played the last two games. Um, yeah, Tapia expected to be out, but who is sitting? Yeah, Espinel's in there. Yeah. So left field. So Hernandez in the outfield. Guriel went to DH. Kirk is catcher. So yeah, this is so this is um so Guriel went to DH and Kirk is catching, but like when Jansen is back, um like this is not gonna be a sustainable thing. Yeah, because like, Marino's I think, I, I, gonna go back down. Who's gonna go back down? Moreno? Oh, Mar- Marino's gonna back down. Um yeah. Marino's not even Marino's not in this lineup. 
So yeah. they got to they got to they got to give like Jansen and Kirk some playing time. I think Kirk's like really their their DH. Um, yeah, they got to. However, play. however, he's um, Kirk's a really good defensive catcher. Apparently, um, I say apparently because I did because I didn't know. I have a friend that that uh, worked for the Chicago Cubs, and he said he was talking about all this like defensive metrics they they use, and like they said like Kirk is like a top five defensive catcher. And yeah. he's also a top, he said he's like 90th, like they look at like, I think a couple of like criteria for hitting and um, how hard they hit it, like how consistent of a hitter. Like he's like 90th percentile among catchers for among in everything and like a top five defender as well, which is like kind of shocked me to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought that. Um, yeah. But Bijou, I, I, don't, I, I just don't see like with, with all their players, like in um, like they're, they're, they're like, they sort of, found a way for him to get into the lineup tonight, but it's not really a typical lineup. Like Springer, Pichette, Guerrero, Kirk, T. Oscar, Chapman, Espinal. And then like when they have, when they have Kirk and another catcher both playing, like they got to, I don't think they can, I don't think they're going to just going to platoon Jansen and Kirk to only like take up one batting order spot every day. Right. Like they're going to, yep. they're going to, they're going to like, I think they're going to play like, I think between the two of them, they're going to play three times every, every, um, every two days. So like seven, mm-hmm. I think they're going to take like between the two of them, they're going to take up 75% of two roster spots on their team. 60% right. of the time it works all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Long story short, I'm just not too, um, not okay, too bullish. I get it, I get it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's okay, Todd, it's okay. I know one guy you picked up. Um, I didn't get it. I I didn't get him in the main because I I got Duran instead. But I got him in an auction league and an OC. But Nick Gordon has gone yard already. Boom! Oh, really good, good. I because I got him in four leagues out of my ten. So yeah, baby. Um, he's uh he's been hitting. He's been getting barrels, even though he's not been uh, getting results. Absolutely. So I, Yep. I think uh, he could he could turn on and plus Minnesota has a good schedule this week. They got a good schedule, Ooh. absolutely. Larnick went to the IL that helped. I saw that and I was like instantly thought you know he should uh, get some you know good solid PT now. I think he just played. He's in the starting lineup for this um, the sixth straight game, which is like his right. longest streak right. of the season. So um, keep it up. Keep it up, okay, Gordon. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's that a tough line to see for Tristan McKenzie that I'm just looking at that box score. I didn't start him this week. Um, I think I did. I think I started him in the battle of the podcast. Zach, um, maybe. I have to check that. But I think because I had all hurt pitches, but I did not like his. I I have him in several spots that I chose to sit him uh, because he's just, uh, yeah. That, I, I, that's I a benched. bold sit. He yeah, no, I uh, I benched him in 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 two out of three leagues. Um, sorry, then battle the podcast. I I benched him. Um, but one draft champions I threw him because I had literally um I had a couple of pitches I could have put in there. I don't know why I didn't switch that. Out. I really didn't like it. I really didn't like the Minnesota New York. He's got like a two point three home runs per nine. He's just been elevating a ton of stuff that's getting smashed. So he's pitching like good, but. I just didn't trust the teams he was facing. The Twins have been just a hard team to really throw pitches for, against and the Yankees, you know, as well. Sometimes you got to do both sits. That's it. Anyone <laughs> else that is fabulous you guys want to talk about before we get into this, uh, the century bid? Uh, not really. I do want to mention the wow bid at Jake Myers that we already talked about. 
$315, wow. which seems like a lot uh, to me, but um, that's a lot. Any, anyway, uh, it was it was up there. It was a pretty pretty solid bid. The only other guy, if you go down to the, the Century Club bids, the only other guy that got over 200 was Rob's guy, uh, Jaron Duran. He mm. was six times over 101, $222 bid. So, um, yep. So that was the only other guy. And then, uh, except for Hunter Strickland, no, no other guy got even two $100 bids. Hunter Strickland got two because the manager mentioned that uh, he really likes him in the ninth inning. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but anyway. Did you, did you pull those two, um, guys that won the, um, that won him and say, what what was the, what was, a deciding factor. Ah, it was Bell's comment. Um, I think it was. I, think I it mean, was. yeah, because that's interesting. 121 bucks is a lot for. I don't know. Just can't trust the Reds, you know, for a solid, yeah. a solid closer at all. Um. All right. Um. What do you guys got left in Fab? Talk to me, Todd, about the like the average for each team, and then tell me how much you got left. All right. So, well, first, I can t- t- say what the average is. So the average left for each team is 322. Um, and that's almost, for the first time this year, uh, there's, this year has surpassed last year in spending. It was always lagging, but it's almost exactly the same, but it's just slightly spent more this year. So 322 on the average, and remember, uh, it was $57 unspent per team last year. So there's really only about 270, 260 per team probably. Um, in terms of what I have, let's see, I wrote it down here. Um, where is it? I don't know where okay, I put 304, it. 459, 168. All right, there you go. There so you go. Um, the, I got this one team that I spent on Kirby and is re- I'm really on uh, budget, but the other, the other two are 304 and four something. So um, I have reasonable bids I can put in. Right. Zach, what how about, about you? Good, Zach. What about you? What do you got left? Let's see here. Um, I don't have a lot left in my teams. You're aggressive. I got, You're aggressive in fab. I am. Um, so this team, I have 253, and 198, 235. So I think I, that's, that's where I want to be, I think. I I want to be around. I want to have around two hundred bucks around it this time. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, it's about what thirteen weeks of fab left, so yeah, um, a little less than twenty bucks a week. Uh, yep, about seventeen bucks a week. That's good. That's a good number. Um, yeah, I think I, I especially if you've spent on on players that you've been able to use so far, I think that's that's good. I have teams that have like I have other teams like non-main event teams that are probably around hundred, just because needed to do it. But um, really, you want to be Two to three hundred right now, I think. Yeah, number. yeah, I agree. Interesting. I got four forty-five and um six forty-three. It's a lot of money left. It is a lot of money. It's beefcake time. Well, yeah, it's it's that's it, that really is going to affect the some some teams can really affect the the bids like that with wow bid was because that guy had over $900 left on his. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you got that much left then you can, uh, 
you can spend it. Yeah, you know the Jake Myers would have been if you want to spend it, put a hundred bucks down, and that that gets him. That's just whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that was not necessary. I think I I think you know looking back, maybe I would have increased you know my George Kirby bid. You know, uh, maybe I should have gone a little bit more aggressive to try to get him. Um, I don't. I think I lost a lot of. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I just lost a lot of guys who maybe I was semi-aggressive on, like where I thought it would be in it, and I just didn't end up getting it. It just falls like that sometimes, and I just haven't forced it yet on on anyone. But, um, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. It's, uh, I got the most in one league by far, and then in the one I got 478 and, uh, 445, and I got the fifth, fifth most. A uh, guy has 998 left. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And he made an interesting his only move is very interesting, but uh but he's still he's still setting his lineup, but he just hasn't found uh, a reason to improve his team. So cheers to him. And um just don't spend it on the guy that I want. Um <laughs> uh, he, all right. he's gonna spend nine ninety one on on uh, your guy. He, yeah, he he will, he will on somebody. <laughs> Whoever it's gonna be, it's definitely gonna yeah, be. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, so he, he got um, he bought he got he bought Kiermaier and Peralta for a bucky piece. Mm-hmm. Schwindy City. Yeah, he dropped. Yeah, he dropped Kevin Biggio for Peralta. But he but he hasn't made a move. He hasn't made a move for um, five weeks. Quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you see this guy Todd? He's he's a shark. He, he's got he's got fucking numbers flying over his yeah, head like. I know like he's guys got from, numbers on everybody. Fucking Cinderella, man. God damn. He 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 texted me the other day and he's like, Robbie, is this your credit card number? I found it on the internet. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Fucking Zach. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden I had uh you know leagues getting paid for on the NPC. <laughs> <Right. that. laughs> from Draft Champions 2023. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um so uh, Todd, get get into your Coliseum, and I just want to mention yeah, a couple Coliseum, of bad see, drops. You guys think about the the four guys that entered the Coliseum this week. We had Connor Pilkington, who was these are the four widest pickups three weeks ago, and I try to grade them as a win loss or a push. And Pilkington turned out to me to be a loss. Uh, Ten innings, five point four ERA, no wins, down to the minors. Pretty easy call. Then we have Luis Garcia, 23 for 75, 307, two homers. He's been playing every day. He's been getting runs and RBI. I felt like he was a win. Again, I'm trying to put a 15-team lens on these things. You're not going to be picking up, you know, a first-round talent on the wire. But um, I thought Luis Garcia got over the bar as a good pickup over these three-week period. And um I think he's been a good addition for the players that picked him. Um, do you guys want to quibble with either of those two, or or agree or whatever? I think I think Ashcraft uh, is is a win right now. Oh, Ashcraft. Well, yeah, I didn't get to him, but yeah. Oh, so I put strip, Stripling and Ashcraft as wins. Also, Stripling twenty point two innings, one point three RA. That's a pretty easy call. Three wins. Ashcraft was the harder one, 23 innings, 4.56 ERA. His numbers are good, 1.18 whip, two wins. 
Uh, the only thing is he had hit two sort of blow-ups in the middle. And I think some players dropped him or benched him. But even still, I think the numbers are good enough to give him a win, especially in a 15-team context. But uh, I'll be interested in what you say. Rob, you think he was a, a win? I think so. I, I just think, too, I think, I don't know, I think he's showing that he could be uh, a, a more than solid, you know, bench dreamer for a 15-team league. He's got some good qualities. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think in, 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 and when we're looking for pitching every week, I think I think he's going to be a pretty good option going forward for teams. Okay. Zach, what do you think about Ashcraft? I think he's probably a win. Uh, he, those two blow-ups that you mentioned, his velo was was down in the, both of those starts from his, from his previous starts. Right. Um, and then it, he, he brought it back in that eight-inning gem that he threw. He, it brought, he brought it back up, but not quite to the levels it was to start with. Um after those two blow-ups and looking at his velo, I thought he was toast for Lodolo. I thought he was losing a spot in the rotation for Lodolo. But since that last start, like, uh, okay, well, maybe he isn't. Maybe it's going to be, um, what's his name, Mike Miner. Um, Miner, yeah. They seem pretty intent to bring Lodolo back. Like, I don't know if they're going to go six-man, trade someone. But, yeah, I think I think that's a win. I think Stripling's a win. Pilkington, it looks like he's going to get starts. Um, it looks like he's going to get starts. Looking at my pitching streaming, uh, Pilkington. I think he's getting Minnesota this week. Um, and then I think he'll get Detroit next week uh, because they play two double headers with no days off, I believe. Uh, the, okay, uh, okay. So I think he's going to get, I think he's going to get another start next week as well, but um, no, nah, I wouldn't say uh, we'll see how we see what happens, but right now, no. Okay. All right. So we're pretty much just synced up on uh, how those four did. So the record is actually very good. It's 40% good pickups which is much ahead of last year's 24%. Um, so that's sort of encouraging. I don't know if it's just been the pool has been better or uh, the main event players have been better. But either way, there's been some guys to pick up on the wire that have helped fantasy teams. I think, um, your, I think, your, I think your article is uh, making people better, Todd. Yeah, really. I, yeah, yeah, your your article is really good, Todd. I, have to, yeah. I, have to, I will, I will um, say that to you. Thank you, Zach. I, really, I, I do enjoy it. I read it every week, and I think you're you're doing a fantastic job. Well, yep. that's very nice of you. Yeah, very nice. I th- yeah, I think I, I think if anyone's paying attention and 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 you know, like looking at some of the things that we could you know take note of, and uh, that's that's definitely uh, you know maybe we can kind of see some of the pickups that are not really worth the big money, and you know, pulling right. back a little bit from that. You're changing people's lives, Todd. <laughs> That's the goal. Teach a man to fish, right, Rob? So, guys, yeah. I got to, I got to, I got to interrupt you because uh, the Seattle game starts at ten o'clock, and Jesse Winker had just had his suspension announced at seven games. So, I don't know if he's going to start tonight, but he has received a seven-game suspension. So, I don't know if you guys have any Jesse Winker. <laughs> oh man, I don't have any. J Rod has a two-game suspension. Um, Iglesias two games. Tapera three games. Crawford five games. Um, usually they usually they appeal and, and then take them later. Yeah. I just don't know how this how fast this appeal process happens. What happened sure. with Donaldson? Like how fast did he appeal and lose his suspension? I don't think yeah. it took him a whole week. I, I think, think you're gonna see yeah. well, I guess yeah, I don't know. I guess like you'll have time to get Winker out of your lineups for Friday, but if he's suspended, but for tonight. Yeah, I think I think well, I don't know. I think they usually automatically say they're appealing. Even if they, they might even drop the appeal without a hearing, but 
Yeah, sometimes they just uh, agree on uh, reduced yeah, they just amount. Agree, but... but I don't know. I don't know how quickly that happens. Like, if that appeal happens tomorrow, then he's, is he going to be out for the next three games? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It says uh, unless appeal, the suspension of all players will be effective tonight when both clubs are scheduled to play. If any player elects to appeal, then a discipline will be held in abeyance until that process is complete. The coaches well, look the like they're instantly serving. Um, so uh, Rendon got five. Uh, Winker's in the lineup. Tonight. Yeah. What about what about Iglesias? You got two. So two? Like, you see, you're starting him still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's helpful. That's helpful. Oh man, yeah, because Crawford has a. I mean, that they have a four game Monday to Thursday, right? So that's yeah, yeah. that's big. So that's big. I would take him out in a couple spots if he was going to start now. But um, see, you know what? I is why I got to watch that John Boy video because I I was wondering what what J Rod's role was because I only saw him at the end when the coach or someone was trying to keep him away from the scrum. You know, which I would have totally done too. Like, hey, uh, you go there. <laughs> yeah. I know you want to. You know, I know you want to be a good teammate and show you got back and and that you're ready to. You know, that you're like an officiate a mariner. But you know, it's uh, you, you you know you don't want him getting hurt because he no no got well, caught and, up in some I, scrum. I told you, Luis Torrens apparently did get hurt in the in the melee. He he hurt his shoulder somehow. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, Luis Torrance. I better get him out of the lineup soon. Yeah, I would. I think he heard his. He might even already be on the IL. I'm not sure. I think I put him in one lineup because I was assuming, oh, he might get more playing times because, uh, like at DH, because other people are suspended. Yeah, I think he's. Okay. Uh, I think he's out, Zach. Yeah, he's on the IL. I just uh, saw that. O'Neill Cruz yard. Uh, yep. And so, um, yeah. All right. So. That's good though. I like this little live, you know. See that, uh, Todd? We got a nice guest here who, who's, who's, you know, he, he's giving us the news as a break. So, it's good. Um, it's back. Good. I guess, yeah, I guess what's the ultimate move right now? The call is what? You, you keep it in J Rod? I'm leaving in Crawford. Oh, J Rod, I'm keeping it in for sure. The only, the only thing for me. J Rod in for me. Yeah, he's in for me too. J Rod's in, but Winker, I'm thinking about, I don't know. Yeah, Winker, get out. You think so? He's playing. He's playing tonight. I think like I, would, yeah. I, I would assume that I don't know. Maybe I guess no. I guess he's gonna. I guess he'll appeal it just to like try to get it lowered. Because I was gonna say, I don't know if you use the kind of strategy like you know who does it look like has no defense and saying uh, you know like uh, I was wrong. You know, um, yeah. usually they appeal and then they say okay, it's not seven, it's six games or something. So I, I would expect him to appeal. I would wait until uh, just before lineup lock. Can't if sometimes you, if you, you can. don't have the options. I'm looking. I'm looking at my Winker teams, and I don't have options anymore. I've already waited yeah, too I long. I understand it. I guess if you got long, a, if you right? got a good replacement, then, then uh, put him in. I could put in Ortega and what this one. I think I'm gonna put. I think I'm gonna throw Ortega in. Yeah, sure. I you see know what's it. crazy about Ortega because I had a couple chances to use him, not facing a righty, facing three. I mean, um, facing three righties, but. Let's look at his game log. He doesn't play versus all the righties, which is strange because he was just a, you know, uh, like the last three games was three righties. He played two. Um, then he sat versus a lefty. Righty, righty, righty. He played. Then it was off versus a righty. Played versus a righty. Off versus a righty. Played versus a righty. Off versus a righty. So it's like it's weird that he's alternating 
some days off as righties when that's really the spot where they like to get him in, you know? I don't know. Yeah. So he's not a lock for all three games. I guess that's my point because he's um, – No, he's not. But I think he does have three, right, three righties, right? Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, so um, – all right. Um, so single team yeah. drops. I mentioned some single team drops. Uh, some were interesting to me. Emilio Pagan, Rommel Tapia, Trevor Bauer. Somebody held Trevor Bauer till this week and <laughs> dropped him. Oscar Gonzalez was dropped. Avisel Garcia, Dylan Bundy, who's pitching better. Stephen Kwan is dropped. Kyle Farmer and Gabriel Moreno, which is, I guess, the last one is somewhat understandable he's not been hitting well but um those are some interesting drops i think this just shows what rob says which is keep looking at your wire and what other teams in your league are dropping because you just don't always know what might turn up um yeah i just had a seya suzuki drop in my league this week after so many weeks of being held so i saw toby bought him this week for like 70 something yeah that was in the super or some, um, I don't know which one, but I saw Toby yeah. did get Suzuki. Yep. They spent yep. quite a bit. That's a good. That's a good price, I think, if you mm-hmm. want to go get him and you think he's gonna, you know, I mean, I think the playing yeah. time should I be agree. there. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I, think I know that price. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just didn't think he would go for. I, I think it's still a decent price. I just wouldn't have thought he would be that much. I wouldn't have bid that much because I just didn't think his market was that high because he's been hurt and stuff. But right, yeah. I mean, because you don't know what if the injury was affecting his little downslide he took after a hot start, but. He, you know, he's definitely, definitely, I guess, you know, rest of season projection has a good, a good blend where you could be aggressive that he gets that PT. He, he can be solid. And it's like, the offense is not great, but it's sneaky good. It's, I mean, I mean, not sneaky good, like sneaky decent, you know, it's not a shit offense. I think that we all <laughs> thought it was because um, I just, uh, I'm just waiting for Nico Horner to go up to the leadoff spot because that's where he should be. Um, what about Chris Morrell? I know you have Horner and I have Morel. I have some Morel too. I just feel like he might be a better, you know, fit. Um, out, like a little bit down the line. He, he he's going through a little bit of a funk right now too. You know, so yeah. he's reaching he's reaching more. He's he's making less contact. Um, they're starting to pitch to him a lot differently. So if he doesn't make that adjustment, pretty soon I don't think he'll lose like full time PT. But I think he might make it. I'm, I think he might get knocked out of that spot for Horner. He's just showing better ability to get on consistently. Um, but yeah, I like I like Morel. He's a solid solid player. Um, yeah, I but do I, too. I saw some Tyler O'Neill um, drops. Um, really? Yeah, he was dropped. Dropped in two leagues. Franmil Reyes two leagues. Um, Jimenez Eloy Jimenez three leagues. That's fine. I I think he's a dud anyway, but. O'Neal, I'm a little surprised at because he he. You're not looking know. at his main events. You're looking at all all leagues. No, no, in the main events he was dropped twice. Really, Tyler yeah. O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill, even though he's about to go on rehab, I think. I don't see him drop. Oh, was it this week? Yeah, this week. What? Yeah, got it in there in the notes. Is it? That's what I put it in the notes, but yeah, I mean, I don't see it. Oh. Anyway. Maybe I put maybe I toggled it wrong and was looking at all leagues, but I thought I had it on main event. Could be, could be the thing. Um, this great podcasting right here. Live, live. Oh, I just saw a bad hand name and 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't see O'Neill. 
Okay, so maybe Tyler, no, he was dropped in two leagues, but it was 150 satellite and $50. Okay, sorry about uh, that. Sorry about that's all right. All right. Last time I go off your notes, Todd, forget it. All Next right. time I really got to check. Okay, you should check me. You should check me. I should have checked it. Anyway. I usually I do, but I uh, usually we, you do. Yeah, I know. We, you know, we usually do a Tuesday pod, and tomorrow I, I, I can't do it. So the last minute, um forget on my part and like oh we strummed up this uh this podcast for tonight and zach got prepared in no time um which good though so it doesn't interrupt his what are you playing more flag football softball 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 Softball. okay okay you play flag football too no no you you look like a flag footballer he plays tackle what does a a flag footballer look like Uh, (laughs) i don't think i don't think i've ever even played that no never played flag football yeah maybe maybe back in the day yeah probably but not where do you play in softball what position center field you like michael harris out there left to right lateral movements on point i guess i don't know i i I used to play um when i played hardball i played the infield but once i started playing softball the, the bases are now 60 feet, not 90 feet. So I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm not playing the infield. You got these guys hitting <laughs> the ball 120 miles an hour. I'm like, I right, get me out of here. Ah, I'll see. tell you, I'll t- there's more action in the outfield anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So- when I was younger and I played, I played in the first arc league, I played, um, you know, like I played in two softball leagues. One was fast pitch and one was arc. And the arc league, I played the infield and it was... And I watched my brothers too when I was younger play the left side of the field, and they just had bullets come at them nonstop. Yeah. I'll like keep my teeth, thanks for yeah, and, and my and my fucking nuts too. So yeah, any, yeah, no yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um. So only three outfielders, none, no off, nor no left center, right center. Sometimes it depends. Well, sometimes, sometimes we'll go five. Sometimes we'll put five in the infield actually because. Oh, just how how you can do that in your league you, yeah you can sometimes yeah you can put it in five in the infield yeah no it'd be yeah sometimes you'll have a left center right center but um a lot of the times if, if, if you're playing in like a smaller park uh you can put somebody like right behind the pitcher so people um put a fifth infielder right behind the pitcher so people don't shoot right at your pitcher right right so if like if like if, for example if ariel cohen was our pitcher we probably put a fifth infielder in there just to protect him <laughs> Right. His, we play. We play, his, we play a five man. We play a five man for him. His FIP is uh, outstanding. He said, "Oh, he's phenomenal." Fip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Got, he gets a lot of strike. I don't know how he strikes people out in like lobbing the ball, but people are striking out against him. Well, I mean, it. You know, with those with those like modified leagues where it can be like a certain height. You know, there's there's no really. I don't know. I never like those in the middle like i like fast pitch with like a regular zone like baseball or like in an arc league that had a mat behind the home plate that was cut out and if you hit the mat it's a strike and if it doesn't yeah you know it could, and it could be six feet to up it could be freaking 30 feet as long as it hit the mat it was a strike mm. and that's like a yeah. clear yeah. distinction in in those leagues where it's like coming across at a different angle. It's just the ump's discretion about what he feels like that pitch did, and there's too much gray. You know, right. I I can't have gray like that. Yeah, but how do you leave the bat on your shoulder when the ball's coming at you like oh, miles right. an hour? Right, and you're batting and you're batting cross-handed, and Cohen's posting that shit <laughs> afterwards. He's like, oh, I struck out a bat that I struck out a guy throwing 20 miles an hour that can't even hold the bat properly. I don't, I, I, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever walked in softball. 
Did you? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, I'd rather gotta, strike gotta, out gotta, than walk. You got to take your walk sometimes. Nah. You got you to take them sometimes. Nah, I was the first I don't, I don't pitch. Like, I, don't, I don't like deck. To, I don't like first you. pitch, I go first pitch yard. That was my move. You know, <laughs> take the first bench pitch, pull hit, boom, right down the left field line, smoke it for a homer. And Ricky, Henderson, Ricky Henderson lead off for the homer. Yeah, yeah. Even if it wasn't that lead off, it was just like, I don't know. I always felt like the first pitch was always the, you know, the best from the pitcher. So yeah, I used that's all the case. Did you ever bat flip it? Bat flip it after the home runs? I did, but I, I like to do I like to do the hold. I was a big holder, you know. I would like hold the barrel in my hand, you know, like in my mm-hmm. right hand and kind of just like stroll, like holding it, like you know, nice. like I'm a big meatball, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I got a big meatball <laughs> move, you know. Um, and and then I would just kind of like chuck it, you know, like just a little hand flick aside type of thing. You know, I wasn't a flipper. No, I don't think flipping was really big back then. No, you're right. It wasn't. Not, it just, I was, just I was a pounded into the ground. If I like hit a pop-up or something, you know, I would always, I was <laughs> oh, a big slam. Yeah. The guy like slam rip your batting back. gloves in half, rip, take off your batting gloves, rip them in half. I didn't, I no, I didn't use batting gloves. Oh, bareback. Nice. Yeah. Bareback guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not Robbie bareback. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> RBB on the jersey. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we got off the uh, softball. But um, you want to give us a quick rounddown of the top uh, top five top here? Players, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. None, none of that previous discussion was in my article. But uh, I did what, have the, the, the bareback stuff. <laughs> yeah. <in> <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so I did have the top 20 uh, overall. And Mark Bendar is still is still first. Robert Kramitola is second and also 16th, I believe. So he's doing very well. Then we have Kyle Brinkman, uh, Robert Mershak, Ian Kahn duo is fourth. Bob Katsurumpas is fifth. And then uh, we have other luminaries like Scott Jenstad, seventh, uh, Matt Modica, 11th, Ned Donahue has two first place teams in the second. He's 12th. Uh, Scott Wagoner is really doing well this year. He's 14th, Rob Silver 15th. And then there's a guy in 20th, Zach Waxman. I don't know what, where he's from, but he's, he's moved up to 20th. He seems like a real threat to the whole contest. Um, so, he's a threat. Uh, he's a, he's a threat. threat. Yeah. Like you showed, Todd, um, you know, you, you put in the notes. I hope this is right, though. Um, Todd, uh, <laughs> Uh, Zach Thiem, he he did a standout job here in his first several picks, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just read the top 11 picks that Zach made on his his uh, leading main event team. Uh, Luis Robert, Manny Machado, Bobby Witt. Those are the first three, so they're excellent picks. Logan Webb, Paul Goldschmidt, and Kenley Jansen, four, five, six. Altuve, who we discussed earlier, seventh. Mm-hmm. Ivaldi was on the injured list, but he was doing really well in eighth. Tarek Skubal, ninth. Patrick Sandoval, who's been a little in and out, but he's been okay in tenth. And then Ahmed Rosario, eleventh. I mean, that's a killer top eleven. Even when I review uh, other teams that are like first overall, usually not. You don't have top eleven that you really usually two or three you can poke a hole in. So that was a really great draft, uh, Zach. 
I don't know. And uh, then what? and then here we go. Joe Adele at 169, CJ 192, <laughs> Soler at 199. You put obvious yeah. uh you put out Elise Garcia on that team and forget about oh, it. You're, I you're, know. The, you're number one overall. Damn it. Right, I but know. he did add, he added Shane Boz, Nate Lowe, Tanner Rainey, Alfaro, and then Kyle Wright. So he got some late, late gems. He had a little down period in the middle, maybe, but uh, with hindsight added, sure. Yeah, like, I, that was Taylor, the great like I added Taylor Ward and uh, Morrell on this team too. So those were two okay. of the top pickups that have helped me. I noticed the three the three bats to start and three like you know good bats who can add speed as well. Um, did did you feel that like confident with Ivaldi and Scubal as like your two and three, or did you just felt like more like it was a start that you really couldn't you know pass up? Um, yeah, no, I felt confident in that. In, in the later pitchers that I like the Scooble and Evaldi, and I really like Sandoval too. I guess I, I like Sandoval more than what he's really uh, given me. Gotcha. But, um, but yeah, that, that group, I, I felt like I could volume. Um, if I got like th- three or four though in that tier, I think that was, I'd be, I'd be comfortable enough with it to um, start with those three hitters. Yeah. And uh, I think that the, the, I really, did, I really didn't want to get like a, like a straw or like in, to my detriment, Ed, Edmund, um, in these drafts. So I really wanted, I didn't want to get somebody that's going to be like just for stolen bases. I wanted to get, I wanted to make sure that those um, stolen base contributors were contributing in other areas. So that's why I really wanted to focus up front. I think those those players are going to be tougher to, that's going to be tougher to come by sure. later. Sure, right. sure. Like even, even Mateo, like that's been, a, people have been paying money out from the waiver wire, but like, He's getting the stolen bases, but he's killing you, man. Like I, I, I had, I had Mateo in a couple of leagues, but I dropped him. Like even though, the, like in the peak of his production, just because he's just crushing you everywhere else. You yeah. just can't, can't do it. It is tough. It is tough to keep him on the list. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, that's the reason why I sort of went hitting heavy in in some in a lot of these main events. Do you have Mateo? Um, if if you have him on that team, you share with Curlin. That's probably a, a real struggle. <laughs> he he let me drop him. He did. Yeah. Oh wow! You can't go like a couple of days without you know tweeting about Jorge Mateo. So I'm sure I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. He. Yeah, I know. It was it was we, we actually dropped Blackburn too, which was one of his guys this this week, and we've it's just I don't, he's been a nightmare to time Blackburn, but. Uh, yeah. But I think Curly, I think Curlin, yeah, he he let he, he said it's fine to drop. He was with me on dropping Mateo. I've been I've been sort of saying he's on the on the cutting on the chopping block for a couple of weeks now. But uh-huh. um, battle battle of the pods, I got Mateo, so I guess I'm the Mateo guy. <laughs> you are the Mateo guy. <laughs> I, I, he's, oh, he's stuck on my team in battle pods. So, so yeah. Zach, this this draft turned out much better than the. Las Vegas live main where I came up to you and introduced myself and sort of uh, probably <laughs> threw you off your game in the middle of the draft. So that was probably why you have a good excuse for not leading that one. Yeah, I'm doing like I think I'm mid pack in that one. That, that draft is that draft is also decent, I think. Okay. You want to do I, something I, fun, I, Zach? You just when when Todd's moderating a draft, just like text him and fuck with him. Like, don't fall asleep, <laughs> old man. And he's like, "Well, no, I wasn't moderating this one. I just came up to him in the middle of the draft, and he was like, he was he was all focused, and he was doing a great job. And I just 
tried to throw him off his apparently, game. Apparently not. I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm not leading that uh, that main event. You're not leading that main event, so you got a built-in excuse. I mean, I think you yeah. can tell anybody. I saw Todd's face during that main event, so that's why I'm not winning. <laughs> that's right. I, I just tell anyone. I mean, <laughs> I know uh, Phil DeSoul will, will agree with you on that. Um, oh, for sure. Anyway. Yeah, so Zach, you're in you're in the running for the overall. I wanted to ask you, like, um, do, you know, how 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 you like approach, you know, trying to, you know, attack like an overall win. Last year, um, maybe not too many people know, but you had an overall win, um, even though you were slight in when mentioned many times about overall winners. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I think the field was what five hundred and forty teams, five hundred and sixty. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and- so that's impressive. Um, and so how how did that work too? Like last year, did you have to do any specific? you know, hyper-focused, like, you know, in attacking that and making sure you put yourself in the best spot to, uh, I guess, like, you know, what what's that level? Did you turn more of a, your attention to that team? Um, you know, things like that. I think, um, like, you have to get lucky and you have to get, um, you have to hit on the waiver wire. Um, like, I think that's first of all, I think you need to, you need, it's, you need to have a fortunate draft. You got to stay relatively healthy. Um, did get, get hit by some injuries. I think I Kendall Marte was injured most of the year, but I think I picked up like Tyler O'Neill on waivers or drafted him late. Alex Reyes was huge, like 30 saves and 10 wins. Um, but really, I think when it comes down to like the all-star break, you really start like what I really started looking at is like, do I need saves or do I need like wins and Ks? And like, how, what's going to benefit me more? That, that was really my big decision every week. And I think there was a point in time where I was I probably – playing five or six relief pitchers at once in, in these leagues, just to, in, in that, and that overall contest, just to, to move up in the standings there, uh-huh. which is going to be more beneficial. So it's just really um, having the, I, I think in my particular situation, having the, a lot of relief pitchers on your bench, giving you that flexibility or just a lot of pitchers on your bench, giving you that flexibility to, to, to navigate uh, um, that helped me. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, like I feel right now, it's like I'm almost gravitating to having more hitters on my bench because I feel like with guys like like guys that I've rostered a lot, like Acuna, Bader, Boxton, Mancada, Taylor Ward, like they've been hurt or in and out of the lineup. It's been iffy. So it's like even like today, Harrison Bader, like you find out he goes on the IL today, you have to scramble and you just oh, gotta yeah. hope you just gotta hope you can sort of wiggle your lineup around to 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 put an active player in for this week. Right. So I, I think it's like, I think maybe the first half of the year, hitter heavy, second half more like pitcher flexibility to the sort of like maneuver the categories. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, you got to make a call, right? I mean, what you're focusing on to try to get the more points down the stretch. It's intimidating. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, you know, ways to incrementally move up across the board or stick to one category and try to, you know, boost that up. And, and I don't know, I have like, you know, both of my teams, I think just have, you know, maybe two categories that need lifting and we're like, you know, seven or eight, maybe or in that 80th percentile area or like even a 90 plus. And, you know, I don't know. Um, both, both power though, both teams that need powers and, and one team definitely desperately needs saves. One team kind of needs saves. So same thing in both leagues. Uh, really wish I uh, 
went the uh, double closer at the top route um, <laughs> more often. Uh, I think as I look back on, uh, um, especially online championships, I, I, I feel like I, I, I don't know, I have like two closers where I thought where I would like last year, I found a lot of closers on the wire and in, in the online, I don't feel like that's available this year. Um, uh-huh. Like class A and Alex Reyes last year and Mutravino on the wire last year. Those kind of guys, like even when they were getting saves, um, kind of stood on the wire this year. They're, they're, they that they, they are not there, you know. Um, so this year you found them late in the in the original drafts in the original drafts. I think like right. this year it's like rainy and like by the end Duvall when when people thought it was McGee. Yep. Uh, you and, play um a lot of fifteen and twelve, Zach. What's your biggest like advice in in like playing in different size leagues? Like what's the first thing you do to differentiate, you know, the values of players in those leagues? Um, well, I was listening to, uh, I think one of your recent podcasts and you've been, you've been killing it lately with, uh, Posman and Gruber and the, the Slackets podcast and Weimer and Phil, like all really, really good podcasts, man. Thank um, you. um, no, it's not you. It's just, it's the guests <laughs> <laughs> and Todd. <laughs> um, but um, I'm still making it happen know? though. Yeah. I know. I'm the facilitator. Yeah. Yeah, you got you get some credit. Um, but I think one one of them you said like you gotta be aggressive on the way on the waiver wire in the twelves early. And I think that's that's one of the biggest tips that I could say is like that you, you get those gems early. Um, like last year was like Trevor Rogers and Webb and and Tyler O'Neill and whatever. But this year, I don't know, like this year it's Kyle Wright. That would be one of the Kyle Wright, Taylor Ward. Be if you were aggressive on those guys, that that's yep. that's going to pay dividends for you. Those are two um, right. Good examples. Chris Morell, kind of a little bit, but like he seems to be tapering off. But like being aggressive on those guys and just turning roster, and the twelves is is um, very important. But the the fifteens are more about the draft than than the than the than the, than the waiver wire. And and what I've learned this year, um, I think, uh, yeah, saves are tough. Like what what to do with saves because you need two you need two closers and twelves, three and fifteens. But sometimes like I've been rolling. Uh, plus one. I've been doing four. Like I've sometimes I, I have four closers going in a fifteen team league rather than two, um, just because I've gone a little bit heavier on closers and I've been able to pick up guys like Robertson, Dominguez, and um, Robertson, Dominguez, and like Rainey, um, who are on a lot of my teams. So I've sort of been over. I'm, I might have overcompensated on closers, which was a big miss of mine last year. So I've sort of maybe overcorrected a little bit on that. But it's just like you got to be. And the 15s, it's just like you've so it's, it's, a, it's a razor thin margin of error. Like Joe Adele on some of these teams at Clinic, just like it just crushes you uh, yeah. to have that to have that spot. So it's like, where do you it's just the balancing of the upside with the it with like the the, the the thin margin for error and then such like there's only a couple, there's only a couple players that can really help on the waiver wire. Like I said, the Kyle Wrights at Taylor Ward's like not like 10 teams, like 10 teams aren't going to get any, anything really. Um, if you look at like, there's probably a couple other guys that have helped out significantly, but uh, rest that's the churning and um, either draft a good team or like become, or, or you got to have like supreme skills, like streaming and avoiding the landmines um, in these 15s. Like we talked about Tristan McKenzie, like I can't put like, you're like props to you for sitting him. 
um, this week because that's a two-star week. Rudy Gamble had him ranked a pitcher number 31, including relief pitchers. So he's a top 30 starting pitcher according to his projection system. And you sat yep. him, which was obviously a good move, uh, given that he's given up seven runs tonight. Um, yeah. But it's just even like, the, even the bat that Riccardi had him at 49 the week. 49 pi- like pitcher overall or starter? pitcher. Yeah. And Chris Bubik, uh, last time I checked, he'd already given up three earned runs. So he's on his, well, he's on his way to <laughs> blowing me up already too. So it's just, it's just so tough. Like the two start weeks that you're looking at, like to time things, Blackburn and, and, and Fetty and, and Bubik and even Singer, like he's not even doing great. And he's like, he had a really, he had, he has, he had a really good schedule lately. He hasn't really been doing anything amazing. Uh, it's just really tough to, to sort of sidestep these, these pitching blobs in the 15s. Even the twelve, so it's just like yeah, good point. It uh, is yeah. I think summarize yeah yeah. This week I really took like extra extra attention into into that you know into into like the two versus the one and just being careful of you know knowing when you know knowing knowing when it's the right way to go you know it's it's like I think sometimes too we get caught up in like the overall rankings and then we can just kind of like pivot over to, you know, like looking at ERA or whip, for example, you know, they were ranked high in the top 50 in pitching, um, you know, Tristan McKenzie, but he also was projected for, you know, a high ERA and a high whip. So I guess, you know, you, I guess you have to balance out knowing if you want to get strikeouts, you know, if you have a good ERA whip, but it's still like you kind of want to preserve those. You know, I had a couple, I think the one league where I had him on a DC, my, um, I had like a two eight ERA. Like I, I kind of don't want to ruin that, you know? So maybe I was playing mm-hmm. a little more safe with that, you know, look and, and sitting him. So, I don't know. Um, but, uh, all right, I want to ask you about your leagues. How many you have, and I want to know how the hell you set lineups and do fab, man, because it's a lot of it's it's a lot of fab leagues. I don't, I don't know the actual number, but you know, how do you do it? All right, so I got um, fifty nine shares of Patrick Sandoval, the most most owned player, and that only accounts for fifty six percent ownership. So if you do the math, that's um, one hundred and six teams on the NFBC. Well, really 105 because uh, that excludes Rasball, which is fake. I'm still beating Cabrera Surgeon in, in um, that Rasball league in first place, but it's still fucking fake. Um, it's a fake. <laughs> but um, but um, I got um, four draft and holds on fan tracks, two best balls on fan tracks. That doesn't include, I'm in about 10 keeper dynasties on various sites. Most are daily moves. Um, and I have like a couple, I think three daily Yahoo leagues. Um, used to be in like 50 of those uh, that's where i sort of built a bankroll but so you're looking at like 125 total leagues wow. um 117 managed leagues um 35 fab on the nfbc so i've got three main events two 1500 auctions 10 online auctions 16 ocs one on the wireless in league one midnight madness league with mike the mouth one surf which is a canadian league and then the tag team league um Notice the shared teams are a lot of work. I'm sharing one main event with Graham and I'm sharing the tag team league with Curland. And it's like, those leagues are taking like five times the amount of effort um, than the other leagues, because you have to, you have to like talk, sure. to the other, talk to their player, tell Curland he's a moron and, and navigate that conversation um, <laughs> that, and sort of come to an agreement. Right. So um, uh, other than that, I got the rest of them are draft and holds. 
two DC auctions, 18 NFBC 50s, and I got 43 draft champions of some sort. Like that includes <laughs> Battle of the Pods and seven seven best balls. So you sick, sick bastard. Yeah, so oh. that's that that that's my portfolio. Uh, How do you use that lineups, that. man? How do you do that? Yeah, really. So lineups. That was to like that was today. Um, game started at like six or seven Eastern, so I started at around four forty-five, and I just go through the lineups. And um, I, um, for, well, for, okay. So first of all, I have a little like napkin that I write down as I'm setting the lineups. I don't know if you can see. Just have names yeah. written on here, like yep. Bader. So I go and I search. The, I like the first thing I do is I go. These are the guys you need to get in. And I start, as I go through my, as I go through the teams, I keep writing down names because I will jog my memory to, as I'm setting my lineups to see them. So Bader. So I go in, take Bader out at, at, at all costs because he's on the IL. But get Buxton back in, get Woodruff back in, get Brantley out, get France out, get, um, get Brian Hayes back in, get, um, get Chris Bryant back in. Jimenez. So then I write down Jimenez, Rosario, all the, all the Indians. Got to get them back in the lineup because they got five games in the slate. Bubik's got to come in. Um, get Larnock out, get Victor Reyes out because he's got um, two games and they're both against Lafty, so he's useless. Um, India's got to come out. So, yeah, that's what I do first. And then I sort of, that's sort of like my base. And then I start going through the teams individually. And that really cuts down a lot of the time that I spend um, taking out. Um, that's, sort of, that's sort of my double check. And right, right. That's, that's sort of my safety net to make sure that I get all the obvious ones in and out. Then I go in and sort of refine it. So then I go in and I look at, I click on my worst pitcher and I see, um, if, are there any pitchers that are worth replacing? So I know I, at this point, I pretty, I pretty much memorized everyone's matchups and uh, I can do it all by head and uh, just see if there's anyone to place them, to replace them with. So I, like, sometimes it's a tough decision. Like I got Walker, do I take Walker or Snell? Then I'll maybe look at Rudy's thing and I'll just say, okay, I want this a strikeout up. They both have terrible matchups, but I'll just take the strikeout upside for Snell. So I'll throw, throw him in. And then I'll just, um, for the hitting side, I'll just click on the utility button and I'll say, okay, is there anyone, let's see who's worth putting in. So I'll just look at my bench and like, is anyone on the bench? It will just like highlight the hitters mm -hmm. and anyone worth coming in. Then I'll just sort of maneuver my roster around. Um, each league takes me, uh, well, the fab leagues, aren't, the bench leagues won't take me long. It'll take me maybe like 30 seconds per league to do those. The, uh, the DCs are a little bit longer because I have more options. So maybe a minute each. So it takes me a couple hours two yeah two and a half hours maybe to do everything but um today i can do it after work so i like make sure i finish up early 4 30 to 4 30 to 7 gets it done or if there's games in the morning then i'll wake up early and do it so it's about two and a half hour process for me that's wow. impressive so, and, then, and then you yeah. have to go back if there's something late that happens you have to go back yeah like we're like what we're doing right now in this podcast like i'm like i talked to rob like, should i get i had i think i had benched like three of my like 40 Kyle Wright shares. I'm like, ah, let's just get them in hundred percent. Let's go, right. go, go big, go home and Kyle Wright, get them in there. But yeah, you see injuries that happen. Um, like you, you see benchings, like, um, like I, I was, uh, I, I sort of make reminders. I said, okay, clinic, make sure um, you check on clinic before the game starts in case he gets called out. Um, yeah. Or there's a couple of guys that are sort of iffy. Like, I don't know if like if certain one if certain players are playing like Trent Grisham, like if he if he's in the lineup then tonight, then maybe that's a decision for me to or is, I don't think he's playing till tomorrow, but uh, that might be a decision. I'll, I'll have to check on it again tomorrow. It's like basically it's basically like having 100 kids. You got to babysit it all the time. Hey. Grisham is on my little scratch pad that 
like you just showed me. He's he's a guy I have noted for tomorrow. And sometimes I'll just like make sure like <clears throat> and um I really like what you said about the util. Just that's a quick and easy move just for like draft champions. See just quick scan, right? Of 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 yeah. who's on your bench and where you can just start popping in guys um all around. Um and I try to keep anything open for like a util for Tuesday, you know, like where at least I'll have some choices for Tuesday um, that'll fit any, any batter. Right. You know, so I'll try to make sure that my util batter is a Tuesday guy. If there's other guys on my bench that are playing Tuesday. So at least if That's, one guy yeah. is, is out or, you know, you could just make the swap and you don't have to say, ah, oh, man, that, you know, corner's already locked up, you know? So I try yeah, to maximize that. Huh? Yeah. That's not going to like really work all the time for what you have on your team, but it's something I, I, I at least try to do it. That It's like that. Um, It's like that fantasy football move, right? Just make sure you don't lock up your util mm. with the Thursday guys. Right. Um, <clears throat> speaking of football, uh, Zach, you, you play football, right? On the NFFC yeah. site and you've already done some drafts. Um, I saw mm. You tweeting, I, I I know that you were on um the radio with Tom and and um Greg, right? Yep. Um, how did that work, man? Like how are you balancing all these baseball teams and then now just you know starting to merge into the football life? I don't know. I just like um you get you get a taste <laughs> once it once it hits your lips and then you just uh you get a taste <laughs> of the football and you just wanna you just wanna I haven't done too many of them, just sort of the best like I'm just trying to stick to the best balls. I don't want to do as many, I got to cut down on the fab leagues, like for baseball and football, like it's just getting too much. Like the fat, like the copy feature is great, but um, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, uh, the copy feature doesn't babysit your kids. It right. helps. <laughs> um, so, yep. uh, but yeah, like the football, like it's totally different than baseball. I know people totally shit on football and I'll shit on it a bit, but like you do, I guess, have the same people winning like yeah, sure. great track records, but football, I feel it's just like such a volume driven game. Like whenever people talk about it, it's always like, so like such large fields and everyone has like 40 teams in the contest. And it's like, it's like, they're talking about stacking differentiation, uniqueness. And like, man, like I don't, maybe I'm just too much of a novice for football right now. And I haven't played it for long enough, but I'm like, I don't want to, like, I don't really subscribe to any of that. I'm just like trying to get good players that aren't going to like blow me up and um, some just the player, like just sort of construct your team getting the best values at each position as possible right now. I don't know. Like um, it's, it's not like baseball. You can sort of dive in and have, you feel like you sort of have a competitive edge because like, you know, that like, you know, like, um, I don't know. You like, you like Bailey over at the start of the year. Like, like <laughs> you, you, you saw something in him. Right. Or like you, different player, like any of these pitchers, like like I know you got like you have a lot of Heaney and and like Pavetta or whatever. Like you saw whatever you saw in them, but like football, it's not really like I don't like I don't think any of these like special metrics really do anything for you. It's more just I think it's more like keep it simple, super stupid for football, um, is what I think. And it's just like it is a lot more luck with injuries and like people committing crimes and. Um, <laughs> Just more of that. <laughs> um, a lot more crime. <laughs> more crime in football, um, I think. So, um, so, 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 none of those advanced stats uh, are are really anything like. Uh, for, 
there's a there's a lot of receiving stuff like the air yards yeah. and like yard. um there's another one like um where it's like air yards with, with something else i don't know i try i, I try to get like invo- involved with it and i'm like oh this is a lot of i stuff. don't know like but like none of none of that stuff really like i don't think it's really like like everyone was all over like certain players last year because of these things like Allen Robinson and they just, all it takes is just like, I think it's more like injuries and like changes of scenery, like just like it's like intent to use the player. Like, fuck, like Allen Robinson just sucked because he was on a bad team, bad context. He got moved around. So that's why like, I don't know. I'm just more wary of people changing uh, like teams right like Tyreek Hill like you don't like what's he going to be like on a different team like what's going to happen when there's a major change like that's the thing that's like more important than like air yards and like I think when you listen to all this football stuff and there's one really there's one really good podcast I listen to it's called the goat district yeah that's, those guys that's, are that, really good that's yeah, the really are, good, that's a really good one but then you have a lot of like other crap that like all you hear on these podcasts like oh what do you think about um like um, Alexander Madison, the matchup backup for um, Dalvin Cook. Like, oh, well, he could be really good if Dalvin Cook gets hurt. And like their anal- the analysis for football is like, yeah, I like this person if this other person gets hurt. And that's like basically like the excuse for everything. It's like the analysis is, yeah, this person's like, I think he's great because if somebody gets hurt, then he's going to be good. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not that helpful. Not really. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm missing the. No, no. What do you think, Todd? Do you play football? Well, I think I do play football. I'm not so sure I'm going to do it this year just because my daughter is getting married right at Labor Day weekend. But um, well, I think Congratulations. The, thank you. The frustrating thing for me about football, and this is, this is just me, I don't think it's other people, is that you have a wide receiver on your team. And um, for whatever reason, the quarterback doesn't look at him the whole game. It's not like, you know, he... He, d- he drops the ball or anything or the, the game plan doesn't call for him, whatever, but he's just out there and maybe he was, it seemed like a good pick and he just never, they never throw him the ball. I don't know. It just, it just seems so based on, um, you know, coaches and quarterback mm-hmm. decisions. Whereas in baseball, at least the guy's going to get up. If he's in the lineup, he's going to get up. Yeah. And uh, I know what you mean. The pitch comes in and the ball is swung at or not. And in football, it's audible. You could throw the multiple people. You can hand it off. It's so many things that lead up to that event. Right, right. Or you have, Rob, you have the running back and he's the lead running back. And they're at the two-yard line and they bring in the tight end and they hand (laughs) hand it to him on the end around and he gets the touchdown and they never give him the, the lead running back even a chance to score. And so I, I don't know, you know, of course, people study these things and they, they say that they know it, but I just feel like that's more frustrating to me than even any injury in baseball or any, um, any situation. Uh, I, I just like the, uh, the fact that it's a little bit more on your shoulders than it is in football. Right. Yeah. Baseball is a lot of like your own decision. Um, like it's a lot, you're, you're more independent. Like the players are more independent in terms of like what they provide for you. Um, whereas football, it's more opportunity, opportunity over skill. It's sort of like closer, right? A closer is a lot of opportunity over skill. Like there right. is still some skill, some skill involved, but like fantasy football is just basically like um, trying to play closers for fantasy baseball times, like <laughs> five, five positions, basically. Yeah, that's a good it's analogy. Like, that's a it's good like, analogy. 
it's like you're drafting, it's like you're drafting closers um, playing five different positions. It's like, yeah, it's, right. I, 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 it's, it's an exaggeration, but it's more, it's more like, yeah, like you said, I think maybe you articulated it better than I did, but it's just like hmm. um, opportunity. It's a lot of opportunity over skill, a lot more luck with injuries and a lot more like, um, and it's just like, uh, more more eggs in one basket like it's just like you have what eight yeah. eight players besides from your t- kicker and defense to get you points and if one of them if like your top pick dies and you're like you're really really in big trouble whereas baseball you can like i guess yeah, i agree re- i agree with you. a bit more yep but yeah those guys that like have like 40 50 entries in the contest it's all it's a volume game like and they, yeah. they they do well yeah. every year because they just like they're always going to have well like it's it's easier to have top teams when you sort of like diversify and you have unique teams and you have right. some bullets and and they're going to do well but like a lot of their teams like don't do well so it's yeah like, like you're you saying like you do that stack and the differentiation things like oh i have 40 teams and the six that i went with the bengal stack is you know like whatever it is it's, it's you have those paths to to like doing well with your with the build right. yeah it's like they're almost like blowing themselves it's like almost they're like you have to like commit suicide in some of these drafts just to like differentiate like, Oh, I don't like this player. I have no shares of him, but like, I need some shares because I have like 50 teams. Because mm. I, I, it's, right. it's like, yeah, you, you have, it's like, you have to draft players you don't like almost. That's so interesting. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a different weird, it's a weirder mindset. Um, I think, but um, I don't know. It's got it. Yeah. It's just different. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I took your, a lot of your guys' time um, tonight, but we can't close out this episode without doing a little Would You Rather. And um, since Todd's theme was the Pirates of the Caribbean in his article, I figured we'd go with a little Johnny Depp, um, you know, um, kind of theme. So we'll, we'll... Amber Heard, Amber Heard for sure. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about some poop. I, oh, that, I, thought they, I thought you were just rather De- Depp or Heard. Oh, Depp. That's not the Would You Rather, Zach. Oh, okay. I misunderstood the game. No, no. <laughs> Todd, would you rather get diarrhea on vacation or the big day of a presentation at work? So I have to get diarrhea either way. Either way. Either way, you got to get it. But it, which? Uh, how long does it last? On vacation? Or either one, yeah. Well, it's going to be the whole day of your presentation at work or pretty much, at, let's just say, half of your vacation. Half of the vacation, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather do it on the presentation. I don't want to lose my vacation. Oh, good, good, good answer. Good answer, Todd. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> you got to have a good vacation, you know, whatever. Yeah. You, you, you just just you just tell your work, you know, that that your ass exploded and you just leave, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, simple as that, you know? Uh, right. <laughs> no question about it. Um, Zach, would um, you... Ra- big- uh, oh, you- the same question? Go ahead. Yeah. You want to answer the same question? I was going to answer you a different one, but again. Oh, no, no, I don't really want to answer. No, it's fine. I don't need to answer that question. <laughs> um, would you rather go a year with no eyelashes or a year with no eyebrows? Uh, I think you need eyelashes. So you need them. I, yeah. So I'll, I'll take the no eyebrows. The lashes like deflect debris from the eyes, right? Yeah. I think you need eyelashes. Yeah. It's like a shield. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
no eyelashes. I mean, it's it's that's a tough look, but I think you could pull it off. I think you have some other really solid features that you could pull that off. And thanks, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sitting the cat, uh, Todd Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Would you rather have a hook for a hand or a peg for a leg? <laughs> I'll take the hook for a hand. You know that could come in handy in certain situations. Okay, you know? interesting. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. I don't, I don't want to have a peg for a leg. That, that, that how do you how do you even get around? No, no way. There's plenty of ways to get around. They have these scooters now. You can like put your knee on the on a pad and drive yourself around. You don't, or or just swing the peg around. Like, well, if you if you give me up to date technology, I'll get a, a artificial limb. But I uh, can't get that for you. You're gonna have to use your own money <laughs> and get it. But okay, <laughs> Zach, what okay. about you? Hook or a peg? Oh, that's uh, they both suck. You couldn't play. You couldn't play softball either way. You couldn't drive either way. Um, hook or fuck. Um, it's tough. It's a tough life. A pirate's life uh, is a tough life. I'll go hook. <laughs> I'll go hook hand. Hook hand, man. About left or right hand? That's that's the, that's the big one. Am what I, is it? I'm, I'm I'm right-handed. Is it my right hand? Um, you could choose your hand. You could choose. Hand. Okay, so I'll take. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll hook hand because you can stick a glove hook, on that. Maybe. Hook hand, left handed. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do my you hook could, left handed. Left handed hook. You could stick a glove on that, or you could do like kingpin, where you could take it off and put the rubber hand on <laughs> and and, yeah. and become a professional bowler. Uh, yeah, there's Jim Abbott too. Uh, he threw a no hitter. Jim right. Abbott. Yeah. Right. You could be a left handed reliever, man. Maybe you throw a mean curveball. I just think you you do have a better chance of going to jail with the hook. You know, just accidentally hook somebody or just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's, you're getting groceries and you go to grab like, you know, like <laughs> hell yeah, off the chart and yeah, you slice with, with, someone's arm, you know. With hooks come great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll end it on that. Jack, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and how they can find your awesome podcast. Um, Draft, Champion, uh, Draft Champions podcast. Uh, Twitter, it's Draft Champagne. You can... You can find it. You can find um, any of the characters if you haven't uh, blocked them already. Um, uh, <laughs> chirping around uh, on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, you have a cast of characters over there. That's that's very fun. Listen. Yeah, I'm very fortunate to have the staff that I have there. We have HR yeah. and and um, IT, <laughs> and uh, we got yeah, basically run a we run a we run a pretty good business there. Yeah. I mean, Fortune I mean, five hundred company. Everyone's on salary. We're I think we're publicly traded now. <laughs> I mean, everyone talks about the characters, but they don't realize the like the first one was Mike the mouth, you know, and then and then <laughs> had to, he just had to yeah. spawn off these other. Well, the thing the thing with the Mike the mouth, and I'll I'll still Rudy Gamble's joke is that like um, he's like I can't we can't use that character anymore because he's the least believable character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one, no, no one, no one will think that. And no one thinks MTM's real, but they, they believe every, all the other ones are, uh, they're legit. That's funny. That is really funny. Yeah. He's, uh, that's a good time. Good, good talking to you, Zach. I'm glad you had the time to come on. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Zach, for coming on. Anytime, Much guys. Nice and you guys. Todd, everyone can find Todd's work over at spstreamer.com. Find him at right, on the Twitter. Right at- yeah. At, at Telstar 7 on Twitter and uh, the article's a free article um, so uh, happy to respond and Zach it was really great having you thanks a lot and good luck in all your leagues especially the number 20 main event league 
Yep. You too. Good luck in your leagues. Nice talking to you guys. Thanks. Man. All right, fellas. Have a good week. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. Really appreciate all the listens, all the support, all the contact through DM, email, talking about not only the pod, fantasy baseball, but life and all the good stuff that comes along with it. So hope everyone is enjoying their summer. Hope everyone is, um, you know, getting together with friends and family and really just uh, cherishing life. Um, it's very precious. So, um, yeah, hope everyone is well in the brain. You know, whatever you got to do to find that balance. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs to find something and other things, many things that, you know, can fulfill what you need, you know? Yeah. Anyway, you guys are probably sick of hearing anything. <laughs> it's been a long night, but um, God bless everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. And, you know, keep doing well. Keep plugging away. Keep grinding out. This fantasy baseball season is halfway through, and now is not the time to let up, you know? While everyone else sleeps, you got to come in. You got to stay hard. You got to stay strong. You got to keep finding ways to get better. Keep finding other ways to better the opposition, right? You know, Mamba mentality. Put your foot on the gas and go. Go get it. Um, peace. Don't be a bag of shit. Mm-hmm.